Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. I'm here for you. I knock, knock, answer the door. Hey, who ordered words? Was it you that ordered words? Because I'm here with plenty of them. Oh, I got a bushel full, a barrel full. I might even have a basket full of words for you to take and sort through and keep until next week when I have to come here with more fucking words. God damn it. I'm kind of tired of being the word delivery guy. I mean, I, look, I enjoy delivering the words, and I can only hope that you're putting them to good use every time I bring them to you, and I bring them to you every goddamn week. I mean, last week we brought you a fuck ton of words. I hope you're still uh, going ahead and perusing those, sorting those into useful words and words you don't really need. Although I try to keep the words you don't really need to a minimum. I won't lie. It's not like I'm not like one of those Hello Fresh baskets where you're like, oh, this is awesome. I got a ham and uh, some potatoes and... Uh, Alum? Who needs alum? What do I, I don't think I need alum for a recipe. Why would you send me alum? Hello, fresh. I almost couldn't say their name there. I was going to say Blue Apron, and I went, hello, fresh. Uh, is that how that works, right? They bring you a bunch of food. That just seems creepy as fuck, and especially because it's 100 degrees out here. Is that what I want? Is that what, is that what, do I want 100, uh, like four pounds of raw chicken sitting on my doorstep while I'm out and about? Uh, let's be honest. I ain't going fucking anywhere. This is pandemic city, baby. That should be a video game where literally you sit inside in the video game. You sit inside and play video games. How great would that be? Oh, my God. Hold on. I think I just invented something like a game game called Pandemic City, like like Grand Theft, whatever the fuck. Um, That's Vice City. All right. GTA is Vice City. It's the same thing, right? There's a city in there somewhere. Some fucking city. Who knows? You're in fucking dumb city driving around smashing people. I played it before and I hated it. Uh, But now here's a game Pandemic City where you like sit in your house uh, well, you can well you can upgrade your bling. Uh, you can you can sit in your house. You can sit in your apartment. You can sit in a doghouse. Uh, the way things are going in this fucking world right now, you can be sitting in a fucking tent underneath a viaduct somewhere, waiting for the city to come with a goddamn scoopy bulldozer and throw your shit out. Jesus Christ! You know that happens all the fucking time in Los Angeles. Can you imagine? Look, man, if you're a cop, whatever the fuck, be a cop. I know cops. Some cops I know are pretty cool. Uh, well, that's a lie. That makes it sound like some of the cops I know are not cool. All of the cops I know seem like good dudes. I've met them. I hang out with them. They seem great. And, uh, we have cop listeners to this show. I've got at least five that I know of, which is cool. So I can't imagine what it'd be like to go to a job as a cop. And they're like, all right, here's what you got to do today. Uh, you, you got to go throw away a bunch of people's stuff. 
uh, it's like those eviction dudes when like eviction deputies show up because cops do the evictions, right? There's no like eviction force. Oh, my God. How the fuck is Dick Wolf not making that show? Law and order eviction force. Just a bunch of fucking kind of Wilford Brimley looking out of shape cops who can't handle the beat anymore. And they go and they fucking throw your couch away. Oh, what a bunch of strokes. Look at those dudes. I guess you can't make a fucking show out of guys getting booed from the street as they throw away somebody's duvet. <laughs> like boo well, it's not our fault man you got to pay your rent boo and that's happening more often these days now people getting their shit thrown in the street and then i saw there was litigation now where there was uh i guess all right there was a thing where they postponed the evictions because of the pandemic but now because landlords are sad that they're like all right now you can evict people i mean and that and look I don't want to cast dispersions on all landlords, but fuck all landlords, right? Can we all agree on that? Any landlord who's an apartment or a house, then they're just uh, taking your money as you live in there. Dudes, the world is so strange. I don't know how to think anymore. I just don't know what to think because everything I was taught is wrong. Everything I've taught, I was taught is, you know, cops are good and they help you out and stuff. And like sometimes, yes, they do, but sometimes they're fucking murderers and awful. Uh, and also landlords are bad and they just, they don't have jobs. They just live off the money they get from you, but also pay your bills and live in your house. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's such a weird fucking strange. I, 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 I don't know who to be anymore. I mean, I know who I am, but at the same time, when you see these, like I can see all sides of these arguments. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's a bad place to be. You know what I mean? I would love to just throw myself completely into, into one or the other. Uh, well, no, I actually, I know the one I want to throw myself into, quite frankly. I don't, I don't want to be pro landlord. I don't want to be that guy. You know what? Here's the thing. Landlords are lovely. No, no, fuck all that. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Uh, but also I understand that the way things used to be in this country is you could just go ahead and you bought a house and then you rented it out and you made money. And that was just the accepted arrangement. Um, but now that's changed to where people think they should, I, I don't know. Lead who I blame for all this bullshit. This is it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that Sean Fanning. Fuck you. Napster. Napster did this. When Napster said it was okay to steal Metallica songs, they also told you it was okay to live in houses without paying any rent. Ah, it's Sean Fanning's fucking fault. This motherfucker fanned the flames of everybody. That's why they call him Sean Fanning. Of course, that's his name. But he's he's Sean Fanning the flames of discontent. And he's like, ah, you know what? Go ahead and steal that Johnny Nash song. He's going to die someday and he doesn't need your sixth sense. Uh, Oh, and by the way, go ahead and squat in an apartment and never pay your rent. That's what I say. Meanwhile, I'm going to get some Facebook shares and get Andrew Garfield mad at me. Uh, oh man, social network's so good, isn't it? Isn't David Fincher a genius? Don't you look at David Fincher and think, man, I wish I was David Fincher. I mean, I don't know if I wish I was David Fincher, but I mean, I admire David Fincher and his work. I contradict myself all the time. Like my brain is, yes, I wish I was David Fincher. And then instantly I'm just like, I don't want to be David Fincher. I like being me, but do I like being me? I do. I don't mind being me. Of course, I don't have any experience being anybody else. So how the fuck would I know? What if I was somebody else? If I was somebody else, then I'd be like, all right, cool. I like being this dude for a while. But would I have the option of going back to being me? See, that's some Jason Bourne shit. That's what I need. I need, you know what I need? I need a bus locker in every major city in America with a new identity. So I can go ahead and grab a backpack and be fucking, you know, Carl Wilson and just fucking walk around and kill spies and eat sandwiches. That's it. That's my whole fucking job. Carl Wilson killing spies, eating sandwiches. Let's reverse that. I'm killing sandwiches and eating spies. Let's fucking do this. I don't give a fuck. That's what Carl Wilson would do. And then I go to the bus station. I put my fucking backpack away. Hey, Mike Schmidt, how you doing? I don't know anything about sandwiches and spies. <laughs> what? Don't ask me. Don't ask me a question about sandwiches and spies. I got no idea what you're talking about, you fuck. Uh, but then I go to another city and all of a sudden, who am I? I'm fucking I'm Larry Carlton. And, and I'm in charge of fucking uh, soup and, and stealing cars. That's me. 
I eat some bowls of soup, I steal a couple of vehicles, I drive around town, go back to the bus station, put the backpack away. Hi, I'm Mike Schmidt. I hate soup and, and fucking stealing cars. I get in a plane, I fly somewhere else. Come back to L.A., I'm just Mike Schmidt. Go to my apartment. Yeah, that's what I need. I need, a, I need experience. I need a vacation from me. I need to go ahead and uh, take a vacation from being me and be somebody else for a while, right? Oh, man, this past week, I just, I just, uh, I just fucking sat. It's, I, I, I will be honest with you. I look, I pondered the reason this, this show's coming out on fucking Friday. All right. And it's Friday afternoon. It's not even fucking early. I, I was already Wednesday. I sat down. I was, I was going to do it. Uh, and then Thursday, like I, I just, I, the pandemic has, has, uh, wreaked havoc on me and my schedule. And it's allowed me the, the, to indulge myself in going, no, but also, because of not having anything to talk to you about. And look, you've heard me do this. You know what? I, I think literally this year, the thing I've talked about more than anything is the fact that I have nothing to talk about, which used to be fun. Didn't it? Didn't it used to be fun when I'd come in and go, look, I got nothing for you today. And then an hour later, we'd be like, hey, there's a show. It's fully formed. Lily had fun. Let's great. Let's fucking stamp this, put a bow on it and send it out the goddamn door for everybody to open on podcast Christmas morning every Thursday. But now we're here on Friday afternoon and I struggled. I sat and I looked. Because for the past week, I've just been, you know what I did? I was sad. I sat in my fucking house and listened to Van Halen. That's it. I went and watched a movie with my buddy on Monday. Uh, I did a couple of movie nights with Bridge. But, I mean, it's just the same life, man. It's the same fucking hamster wheel. And what do I tell you guys? You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be bringing you some sort of special, interesting analysis or some fun stories and bullshit. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Instead, I wind up doing that. And then and then we do this part where I navel gaze. And I'm just like, I don't know. Duh. And then everybody's like, and people are very And first of all, let me say this. All right. Last week's show. Uh, was, <laughs> and look, I'm not hanging drywall. I get this. I'm not digging ditches. I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have a taxing job like a lot of people out there who work in, in physical capacities or, or even people who have to take care of children or have to juggle bills or any of those. I, I understand that my, but my life is unique to me. So to me, it's, it's the only thing I can speak to. And, uh, you know, last week's show was fucking hard for me to do. It just was. Uh, it, it was exhausting and kind of and draining. And, um, I felt that way anyway, because of what had happened. And so I wanted to say this really quickly. Um, a lot of really nice people have reached out. You've sent me notes on Facebook. You've sent me private texts. Uh, you sent me some letters. I got a, I had a pigeon who arrived with something taped to its leg. I opened it up and it just was the Van Halen logo. Thank you. Whoever sent that. Um, you're all very nice and you're very cool. And thank you. And I have not answered, a whole lot of you. I've answered um, probably a third of the people who I've heard from, which was super nice. Um, and that's again, that's also my fault, you know, because I avoid I, I uh, avoid that's it. You know, I didn't even say what I avoid. I just avoid I avoid everything. And so you're all very kind and, and wrote me and I will respond to all of you, I promise. Uh, you reached out via text, you reached out via Facebook messenger, you reached out, as I've mentioned before, carrier pigeon, uh, and I will get to you, but thank you so much. I'm glad that the show was something you enjoyed. It was funny. I like some people were very kind and they're like, you know, I wonder, I wish Wolf could hear this. And I'm like, well, you know what? I kind of wish Wolf could hear it too. Although Wolf is, uh, probably surrounded by loved ones and has real memories of his father and doesn't need to hear me going. And then I once did this, you know, it's. It's a tribute to his him and his father and to his father, certainly, and and then him coming along later in his life. Um, What I wanted was for Van Halen fans to hear it. You know, I actually uh, it's so ghoulish to do this, like the shows that always get the most reaction out of people, which are very nice. You know, I did a show called Um, Almost in 2013 uh, and that actually got reviewed (laughs) by 
um, the Onion podcast when they used to review podcasts. Or at least, I'm sorry, when they used to review my podcast. They reviewed my podcast that week and that was it. Uh, and I've never heard, they've never, <laughs> never listened again, which is fine. Uh, but that got noticed, you know what I mean? And also that was a fucking tragedy show, you know what I mean? And so then the Eddie show, and I... It feels silly to try to promote using those vehicles. You know, hey, here's where I was devastated. And I literally was holding my heart in my hands as I spoke in the microphone. Uh, Check it out, everybody. Because that also sets up a weird fucking construct that they think every week is just going to be me fucking tearing myself apart. And it's not. It's not. This show is full of fun and cotton candy and cheerleaders all the time, usually. Certainly they're naked. And certainly I'm eating cotton candy out from between their very shapely ass cracks, but uh, or ass cheeks, I should say. Ass cracks, multiple ass cracks. I don't look, I don't look, I don't know how you cheerleaders handle your business, but if you have multiple ass cracks, um, I, I'll say this, that's just more ass for me to eat. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like going to be like, ew, um, I dive in and we do what we can. Uh, and it, it just means more cotton candy. I just got to get two orders of cotton candy. You got multiple ass cracks. I got to get two orders of cotton candy to jam in there and fucking eat out of your ass crack. And I'll do it, ladies. I'll do it, cheerleaders. Step right up and shake those cotton candy pom-poms and fucking bend over and get ready because it's time to get face planted. Oh, you're about to get fucking schmittized. Is that what we call it these days? We don't. Uh, but <laughs> just so it seems weird to try to promote this show with that stuff. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you should listen. This week, I was unbelievably sad about the loss of a childhood hero. I wish I could get media coverage for this. It's so fucking antithetical to, to who, who I want to be. I mean, look, I don't promote the fucking show anyway. All right, let's be honest with ourselves. I'm very lucky to be part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. Hey, let's talk about that for just a second, because I don't, I don't think I got to mention it last week. Um, did you know this? I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. I am. And who's in the Misfit Toys Co-op? Well, I'm not quite sure. I'll be honest with you. Um, well, that's a lie. Of course, I know who it is. It is Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap and the uh, and the Never Not Funny family. Matt Belknap. Did I say Nop? I think I did. Uh, Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, and the Never Not Funny family. Never Not Funny is a podcast you can find right now on the iTunes store. You can also get your finances order if you want to subscribe to the goddamn thing, and I think you should. Um the No Fun Podcast, that's our great friend Jen Kirkman. She's out there doing damage and taking care of business, and she's telling you all sorts of things about how to stay healthy and safe during the pandemic, dealing with her, yeah, your individual brain pans, talking about therapy, but also being interesting and funny b- besides. The unbelievably hilarious Todd Glass has the Todd Glass Show, which you can find right now at the iTunes store. Go ahead and download that. It's just Todd being fucking Todd. And uh, as I've mentioned before, Todd is a guy who, uh, whether he knew it or not, was an influence on me because when I first even thought about doing comedy, I saw Todd live uh, at the Improv in Santa Monica. I saw him do stand up on his truck with the fucking pulled down uh, uh, brick wall. And, uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's that's it. And so uh, so good for Todd. And he has a show now. And I'm very proud to be affiliated with him. And of course, there's Doug Benson, uh, Doug Benson's Doug Love movies. Now, I, uh, Doug loves movies, not Doug Love movies. Was that a caveman? Oh, Doug Love movies. Uh, Doug loves uh, movies. Got to get that extra consonant in there. And uh, I will tell you this. I am working hard on trying to get to be a, a guest on Doug Loves Movies. Now, I, I, I can only hope that'll be a thing that I need to do. By the way, by the way <laughs> all right. When I say working hard, I mean, Doug sent out an email with available dates and I went, hmm, I should write Doug back. 
And I haven't, and this is like two weeks ago. So I guess I'm not really working hard. I guess I'm working toward possibly being a guest on Doug Loves Movies. Now, am I getting it because I'm funny, or am I getting it because I'm part of the Misfit Toys co-op? Hmm, six of one? I don't know, man. I Look, I think I'm hysterical. I think I know some things about movies. And also, I'm not backdoored my way in through the Misfit Toy co-op. And also, you know me... Like I said, I don't want to promote this fucking show. I've never tried to get on Doug's show. And I know Doug. He's my friend. But I've never once contacted him and said, please, sir, can I review a movie and sit next to a guy from a freak or a geek? You know, I've never known what to do. Um, I just never have. I don't have. Look, I don't have people. I don't have a team. I need to have a team. I need a fucking Schmidt team. We need that. We need to get him on the ground. Let's get a fucking ground team. Get out there and start that posting. You know, post no bills. Bullshit. Post all bills. Post a bunch of bills of the 40-year-old boy podcast and tell everybody that I'm out there goddamn it, gallivanting, trying to get on your show. Um, perhaps I'll be on the No Fun podcast with Jen Kirkman. Uh, no, she does that by herself. But yet I could still do it. Maybe I'll tap on her window and stare at her while she talks. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, and Todd is Todd, of course, and Todd is doing his thing, and there's no way. And also with the pandemic, I can't be a guest anywhere. Like If, I, if I'm going to be on Doug's show, it's probably going to be via the Zoom. Um and I, I, you know, I hope that'll go well. I, I don't. And again, look, what am I even talking? I can't even speculate. I'm not even on the goddamn thing yet. It's not like I'm be like, oh, yes, I did this. Here's me on Doug. No, I've got to write him a fucking email first. Why am I even dreaming? I'm wish casting. Ooh, you know, <laughs> I'm like those dudes who think uh, they're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I did this? And then they have a dream about going to prom and all this stuff. And they play it out in their heads. Then they wake up. They're still on their couch. They're like, ah, oh, fuck. I got all that work to do. In my dream, I just accomplished it. It was great. Uh, but then when it comes to having to do it, you're like, nah, nobody wants to fucking do that. But, um, but Doug's my friend. It wouldn't hurt to reach out. And he actually sent out an email and said, Hey guys, there are dates available in November and December if you're interested. So, uh, so I should probably write the man. Shouldn't I? Why don't I do that right now? I'm going to put you guys on hold. No, I'm not. Um, there was an ad in the beginning of the show here. I think, right. There, there was an ad. I have to, uh, I had a tutorial with the people from the Misfit Toys Co-op, and I had to sit and learn, and I uh, they showed me how to insert ads. Because here's the, all right, again, here's me. I'm a child. Um, the, uh, you know, I figure I'm doing a co-op. I'm like, finally, here we go. Now that now that I start getting babied, now they these people step up and they realize what kind of worth I have, and here we go. And uh, and what happens, ladies and gentlemen? What happens in that instance? Uh, they They then contact me, and they're like, we're going to teach you how to do stuff. Oh, fuck off, man. Don't don't I don't want to. How the fuck do I want to learn how to do? It's bad enough. I've got to produce this fucking show on my own now because fucking Lily took a powder. Now I've got to be the guy who does this. So I, I did a tutorial where I sat for a class. Uh, and, and look, I've had several conference calls with these people. And, and look, I should tell you this. This is not their problem. All right. I'm I'm they're lovely and they're they're very nice and everything they've taught me to do is they've they've held my hand through all of it. But you know me, I, I'm just like, no oh, man, I just why why do I got to do all this stuff, man? But I do. If I want it to work, if I want it to be something that you guys can listen to, if I want it to be something that makes uh, sense, I need to do it myself. So uh, I learned how to put ads into the show. Now I think there were ads last week, which actually I won't lie to you. Um, you know, because this show, Keep It Indie with Mike Schmidt, we've goofed around, but now Misfit Toys Co-op, it's a great thing. Uh, but then last week, I do a show like I did last week, and I didn't want any ads in it, uh, so I didn't put any ads in it. But then there were ads in the beginning and the end, <laughs> and uh, and I wanted the show to start with the, you know, with the fucking car horn sound effect uh, from Running With The Devil into the theme song. And but there was an ad, I think, for like Fruit Cup or whatever the fuck before, which is fine. And I, what do I care, right? But uh, aesthetically, I just wanted the show to open with the fucking car horn noise. 
Anyway, who gives a fuck? I went and I sat and I had this fucking meeting with them and they were super cool and very nice. And I took notes, copious notes, even though it's just super easy. Click this, move this, do that. Uh, but now I have to put ads into the show wherever I, whenever I deem fit. So when I finish the show, uh, again, it's I, I used to just finish the show and then I'd post it. But now I've got to put a green line here and I've got to click an arrow and hit save. Um, and my, my, you know, I know where I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I know where the ads are going to go, but who knows, man, what the fuck do I know? I'll know. Well, I mean, I have a general plan of where the ads can go, but, um, why, well, uh, I guess there. I guess there's a good place for an ad to go, right? Uh, I certainly look again. I have no uh, say in it. I mean, I have some say in it. I have to place a green line in some spots, but sometimes they can just come uh, lurching out of the fucking darkness. And then I don't know what the fuck to do. See, you ever been pinned to a wall by a commercial? You ever had a, a, a goddamn me undies ad hold a blade to your throat? It's happened. It's happened to me several times. Nobody likes that. In the dark of night, you've sitting there and then all of a sudden audible.com sneaks up and hits you in the head with a sap and you don't know what the fucking do. You just fall to your knees and pray that somehow the commercial will end soon. That's all you can do. Look, if a commercial is going to happen, you just have to lay back and just close your eyes and, and just do your best to enjoy it. That's what you have to do. There's not, I wish I, I wish things were different. I wish that we, we lived in an economy where I didn't have to do this sort of thing. Well, I guess I don't really have to do this sort of thing, but the pandemic came. Blame the germ. You know what? The germ is uh, the germ has brought the scourge of everyone else. Not only the germ, it affects your lungs. It gets uh, it gets that gross looking fucking Velcro covid ball germ into your lungs. And then it puts ads in your brain. That's it. Blame the germ. It's 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 brought that. And I and look, I probably shouldn't do this because the commercials are going to get pissed off. And these and these are not. These are commercials that are sentient. I wish there was a way that I could go ahead and just be like, yeah, no, and tiptoe around it, whatever. The fuck. But no, these are commercials that uh, when they want to, they'll just, they'll fucking just, they'll shove their way in. And if I wind up being too critical, who knows what'll happen? I might get just fucking swarmed and that would be terrible news for you. Although maybe it isn't. Maybe that's what you prefer. Maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you know what? I wish a ton of fucking ads would just fucking stormtroop this show and we wouldn't have to hear Mike. What if Mike was outweighed by ads? What if it was just an ad podcast? What if I just put a million green lines in here and there was nothing but fucking commercials? Because again, like I said, the commercials have no sense of humor. I can sit here because I even asked they go hey can i make fun of the sponsors a little bit and they're like well uh, i don't know maybe and i'm like all right well i you know i just want to make sure that i don't i don't want to have some commercial just come in and muscle its way into the fucking show without me even knowing about it okay now th- this isn't even funny anymore all right i i think we can all agree on that <laughs> i'm gonna t- i gotta tiptoe around this i you know uh, all right let's take odds am i getting kicked out of the co-op do you think i'm gonna get kicked out of the co-op for this nonsense perhaps uh, am I going to lose you guys? Perhaps I will. I look, this won't happen again, but, but it might. I don't know. What do I know? I don't have any control over this bullshit. Although I think I just told you that I kind of put the green lines in where I put the green lines in. Honestly, I won't lie. I thought this would be funny. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a funny thing. And then I'm like, no, nah, it's probably isn't funny. It's not as funny as you thought it was. And yet here we are. We continue to go through it. Uh, this is just a, I. This is what happens when you're just in the house doing nothing, man. You got nothing to talk about. What am I going to talk about? The fucking government? No. I can't. I refuse. This week was uh, we we can't, even though it's all there is to talk about. But I won't. You know what, man? Let's just fucking let's do this. Let's just should we bring an older show into the fray? Should we do that? Should I just give you guys a a, a piece of what the show used to be like before? <laughs> I had ads kicking the shit out of me. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe we do that. Let's bring in an older show. I think we do that. All right, that's. I'll tag out and then we'll take a. And I'm buying more time for my fucking end goals. <laughs> This show has lost any sense or semblance of discipline or hope. I got, I can't lie to you. Um, last week was a last week was a fucking boy. Did it take a lot out of me? It was a triumph, certainly. 
uh, and I got to say a lot of the things that I really wanted to say, and I'm very happy about that. And you were all very kind to me, and uh, and you indulged me when I did that. Um, but I've now spent a week uh, not living any life with nothing to tell you about. We'll be back stronger next week with something, right? We will for sure, probably. I think. I think so. Hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll throw in plugs here. Let's do. Let's do that. Let's do like. All right. We'll just we'll have a ch- casual chat, casual conversation about some sponsors and some plugs, and then uh, and then we'll bring you guys an older show. Right? Go ahead and pay attention to that. Don't you like that? As I sit here and I stare on a Friday afternoon and I wonder what the fuck I'm going to do with my life going forward. Jesus God, I'm moving. I got to move. Right? Then we got to go to another country. Springsteen made a joke about moving to Australia, depending on what happens in November. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, that doesn't sound bad. New Zealand, maybe. I don't know. But New Zealand doesn't even want us. That's another thing is the fucking countries don't want us. See that clip of that guy, at the press conference in New Zealand, and he's trying to hassle like their fucking president or their, I don't even know who the fuck it was. Some, uh, some New Zealand dude with an accent. And an American shows up at the press conference and is like, you can't prove the germs caused this virus. I want you to prove it. And the New Zealand guy is just like, well, obviously this dude was educated in America. And you realize we are just a fucking punchline all over the goddamn place. And uh, and and a lot of people are happy with that. They're just like, well, I don't give a fuck what Australia thinks of us or New Zealand. Really, you don't you don't wish that you were somehow respected or looked upon as again. As I mentioned before, we used to be the world's policeman. Wouldn't it have been better if we were like the world's professor? Wouldn't have that been cool if we helped everybody and we did what we could to just dispense goodness? Ah, fuck! I don't want to turn it into this. Let's not do that. I told you about the Misfit Toys Co-op. Uh, with our great friends, Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, The Todd Glass Show, and No Fun with Jen Kirkman. All of those shows are available right now in the iTunes podcast space, the Apple podcast space, however you want to call it, or wherever you can find finer podcasts. I assume it's Stitcher. I assume they're at Podbean, all of these fantastic places. Again, if you go to NeverNotFunny.com, you can get your finances in order and subscribe to their uh, their, uh, super special level. That's where you want to be. You want to be on the super special level of Never Not Funny, don't you? So get those finances order and hear the the multiple shows per week that they churn out of fucking Never Not Funny Incorporated. Uh, And Doug and Todd and Jen are doing fantastic work, too, available at, I said, the Apple Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to all of them. They're all doing very good things. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friends at uh, Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm there. I'm lurking. I'm always doing fucking things and writing tweets. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> this has been a very, uh, I won't lie to you. It is uh, clearly, as, as indicated by what we've done so far, this has been a very Who Cares week. Um, you know, I... Uh, I, I wallowed, I was, well, I didn't wallow, but I mean, I allowed myself to, uh, to, to live in my sadness and, and continue to live in my sadness this week and, uh, and, and find a way to be happy by listening to music, uh, from our great friend Edward and, uh, which was awesome. Uh, as a matter of fact, I will tell you this, I was, I guess I've been listening to it all the time. I listened to it in my earbuds. I listened to it in the shower and uh, I got out of the shower and uh, I was getting, I got dressed them in my apartment. It's a knock on my door. Nobody knocks on my door ever. Sometimes Amazon guys, but I opened it up and it was one of my longtime neighbors and uh, she lives upstairs and she said, uh, Hey, I just, I had to come by and thank you for playing uh, Van Halen. And I said, Oh man, I, I, that's all I'm listening to. And, and I, I can't stop. And, uh, she goes, oh, geez, yeah, I, I and then I, <laughs> everybody can't wait to share their experiences, you know what I mean? So I literally, I was like, yeah, I, I loved him. I mean, I, you know, I just, I actually did my show about him this week, and it was a longer show, and I was able to pay tribute to him, 
And uh, and then because we're playing poker, apparently, and that was only a flush, she whipped out a full house and went. I was backstage in 1988 when Van Halen played with Metallica on the Monsters of Rock tour. I was sitting with Sammy Hagar's mom. And at that point, it didn't make any sense to mention that I had met Eddie or any of that. I mean, there was no no there's no relaying my experiences at that point. And I had done so on the show anyway. So if she wanted to listen, that would have been cool. Um, but it made me laugh because everybody. uh People can't wait to share with you the joy that 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 was brought into their lives by by Eddie and the band. So I that's why I was like, oh, man, I can't stop listening. You know, I did a show about him this week. And uh, uh, and then she said that she had met, you know, she had been backstage and seen them from like the, the backstage area, got to watch from the wings and, and loved them and has loved them forever. She said that she saw them in 1974 That's uh, because she's a lifelong Californian. And I thought that was pretty fucking amazing. So. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. So um, uh, that was nice for her to pop in and at least say that to me. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but again, it was that thing where I'm like, I go, yeah, I just did a show about him. I, I was backstage. I saw them. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. All right. I, I'm, I don't have any personal anecdotes to relay now because I'm certainly not going to top that. Um, but, but the excitement people have is palpable because they couldn't wait to share um, what what they had experienced and what the loss meant to them. So I was happy to listen. Uh, so yeah, get me in Mike. <laughs> what was I? Even, how did I even spin off into that bullshit? I don't even know. Uh, again, like, Oh, twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Yeah. I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to try to get the, there's a thing called the Van Halen news desk and I wanted them to hear it. Uh, but you can't write them a direct message and I'm not going to tweet them and go, Hey, Van Halen news desk. Look at this. It feels so stupid. Um, but it would have been nice to get on the radar of someone just because I would like to share it. As I've mentioned, like my neighbor did with me, uh, I'd like to share my show with fans. And a lot of you people were super cool. Like our buddy Todd Rush uh, shared it with some friends and they listened and they were very kind enough to write me. I haven't written them back yet, but they were nice enough to reach out to me um, because, you know, Eddie meant a lot to a lot of people. And, and so to hear from those people and have them write me and say, Hey, Jesus Christ, I did this. And, and they were very kind about what I did and they thought that the show was good. And that makes me happy too. So, uh, it was, it was nice enough for everybody to reach out and I am glad that they did. Um, so I wanted to try to get it on the radar screen of other Van Halen fans, but there's like no way to get a hold of the Van Halen news desk. You know what I mean? Like I know them through Twitter and then I'm going to send them an email. Hey guys. Cause then I, and again, this sounds terrible, but I mean, you know, I've been doing this fucking 12 years. I mean, I, I have a little bit of cachet in, in the podcast world. So then to fucking reach out and have to be your own publicist. You know, I wish I could be like Trump. He was fucking, what was he? John Miller or whatever. John Burton, whatever his name was in, in the, in the 80s when he'd write up and go, yeah, he fucked four models this weekend. You want to put it in your column? Whatever the fuck. Um, but I get, you know, I wanted to try to get it on the radar screen of other Van Halen fans. And, and I, I believe me. I assume 99% of them are going to look at it and go three and a half hours. Fuck that. Um, but you never know. All it would take would be a few people to listen and then maybe they could start to tell friends and it could have gone um, within that fan base. That would have been pretty cool. So it was it was good enough that people who listened here shared it with their friends who loved Eddie. And those people reached out to me to tell me how much they it meant to them. Our buddy Rick up in Canada, too. Um, he, he was very kind and complimentary. I, and I will write all of you people back. I know I haven't written anybody back. Um, but I've just been kind of fucking floating around this week, uh, trying to figure out what the fuck's going to happen in this world and in this life. And, and, uh, and also this sounds again, as I mentioned last week and people were very kind too, because they, I said, it feels so weird to grieve for someone you did not know, but it, it is somebody who's had a huge presence in my life for a very long time since I was fucking 11 years old. It's not even a lie. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah. So I, I was I was very glad. Eleven, not ah, twelve, not nah, eleven. No, I was eleven when I when I found Van Halen too. Um, well, we talked about it last week. Go listen to last week's show. Why wouldn't you? Oh my God, it's sitting there waiting for you like an anchor, like a monolith. And uh, and go listen to that one instead of this one. Although you're going to hear a fucking classic show coming up here in just a second. Uh, as I mentioned. You can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm also available on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. And I will tell you this. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't know what my name is on TikTok. I don't, I, I open it up. I signed up for an account. Uh, let me see if I wrote it down online. I don't know if I did. Did I put it anywhere? I can't remember. Um, it was a, a lovely and talented listener to the show. Uh, Liana, Noel Dixon, who wrote me to say, hey, you should be on TikTok. And I said, great. And then I created an account, I thought. But then I went to go sign in the other day because here's and, and you're like, why would you sign into a fucking TikTok? Guess why? Brace yourselves. Uh, here's why I tried to sign into TikTok the other day. Because um, uh, my mom, of all people, I'm talking to my mom on the phone. She goes, hey, I, I got a question for you. I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, do you ever, uh, you ever do this fucking TikTok and I'm like, oh, man, I go, well, I go, true story. I a, a friend said that I should do it. And I put it on my phone. I go, but I haven't opened it since. She goes, oh, I can't stop watching it. I said, really? She goes, the other day, I, I must have watched it the other day for 90 minutes. I said, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, like an hour and a half. She goes, it's like watching, you know, you wind up watching one, then you watch another, you watch another, and then you look up and then say your whole day is gone for Christ's sake. And I'm like, yeah, I, I could see that, ma. I do that with Twitter and uh She's like, oh, boy, but I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to see the same, like, to see the same person's videos. Like, I'm not sure. So then I had to go into TikTok, and I'm like, all right, the dots mean you want to comment, and the heart means you love it, and then the arrow means you want to share it to other people. I said, and if you punch the picture of the person, then you'll go to their page. There's a follow button. She goes, oh, yeah, I see that. It's a red button. It says follow. I go, yeah. I go, so just press that. She goes, ah, yeah, I will. I'll do it later. I said, well, Ma, if, if you follow them now, then you, you know, you won't forget. And if the person you want to follow, you get, yeah, okay, that's cool. I go, so what you do is you tap their picture, uh-huh, and you tap that, and then it'll come up to their homepage, and then you hit follow, and then you're following them. She goes, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that later. And I said, I don't, why would you, what do you, they're like in my brain, I'm like, why would you ask me, and then I tell you how to do it, and then you're going to do it later, you're going to store this information for a better time? And then, then I thought about it, I'm like, maybe... She only wants to follow people once she sees a good video that she likes. Like, she's, oh, she didn't get to open it. I don't know. I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. But at that point, what the fuck do I know? I barely know TikTok. But, I mean, I can, I know tech. I know tech talk. I know tech talk, not TikTok. So I was able to get my mom through what you should do to follow and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully my mom is doing that. But now there's another reason for me to not do any fucking TikToks because my mom's on there and she's going to follow me. The fuck with that. And then I mentioned this in the stream on Twitch and people are like, I would totally follow your mom on TikTok. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, so I'm on TikTok. That's the point. I don't know the name yet. I haven't done a video yet. I barely opened the fucking thing, but I got to say this as I was trying to show my mom what was up, I was scrolling through and I'm like, you know what? I, I could, I could do this. I mean, I liked it. It seemed interesting and fun. Uh, the thing that I really liked was there was a, uh, all right, I will tell you this. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't. Well, what the fuck? Why shouldn't I? I tell you fucking everything. I was on, uh, I was on Twitter this is months ago. And someone shared a TikTok from a, a chef, like a, a woman who cooks. She's a home cook, but she's really good at it or something. Uh, and uh, I will say this. She's also uh, she's a, she's hot. 
but she's not trying to be hot. If that makes any sense, like she's not cooking in a bikini or anything. Uh, she's milfy, which, you know, fuck that. That's wheelhouse for me a lot of the time. And she's, uh, she's very stern. Like the way she cooks, she, she's not all smiling. Like, here's how we do that. You know, she's just like onions, slice them in the pan, garlic, peel, crush cloves, like very, uh, I don't, I don't want to call her like a cooking dominatrix cause she's not trying for that vibe, but she's very stern and very matter of fact. And she knows what she's doing. She's not, it's not like this is some happenstance where everybody's like, Oh wow. Check this out. It was inadvertent. I think she knows what she's doing. Um, but boy, did I dig her. I was just like, I, and she came up on TikToks and I followed her on Twitter or she came up on Twitter. I should say I followed her on Twitter. And, uh, and then I went, that was, I sent my mom the link to her and I think she's got like over fucking 700,000 followers or something now, or it might even be more. Cause now she's doing fucking hits. Of course, as is the case, she's on TikTok doing this fucking cooking in her kitchen. And now she's on fucking ABC, you know, doing spots on good morning America or whatever the fuck. And it's like, all right, well, that's good. Um, so then that made me think, all right, well, maybe I got to start looking at fucking TikTok. Maybe there's real people on there I should check out because I will say this. I see TikToks on Twitter all the time. People share them and whether the dog oriented or whatever. And it, it just seems like uh, that's a fun thing I should disappear into. So I don't have to read the fucking news all the goddamn time because aren't we just looking for that? Aren't you just looking for a fucking escape? That's why this week. That's why I don't even talk about shit this week. I'm just like, you know what? What the fuck, man? But then there's nothing else to talk about because what the fuck have I done? You want to hear how many times I jerked off in the past fucking week out of sadness? No, nobody wants to hear that. I'm sure you could guess. Uh, we should start doing that. Let's do it over under. Let's start betting. Let's start fucking, let's do that. Who wants to pony up cash? And every time, let's raise money that way. That's a good idea. Every time Mike jerks off in sadness, we'll donate money to somebody, a candidate or a fucking uh, cure. Is there a cure we can find? No cure for jerking off, please. All right, so I'm on all those places, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I, I think I'm Mike40YOB on TikTok, but I don't know because when I tried to sign in the other day, I wasn't sure. I'll check, blah, blah, and fucking blah. Find me at any and all of these places, please. I'd appreciate it. Uh, and let me ask you this. did you, you, were, you were wondering about sponsors, weren't you? Were you wondering about sponsors? Well, holy God, do we have them? Uh, certainly we've got ads uh, that run on this show. I think you may have heard. Oh, hold on. Wait, I think I hear another one. Is there one? Is there... Is, no. Okay. Jesus. All right. We've, we may be able to miss that. Um, oh, by the way, I'll say this. Our, our buddy Casey Bills handles all, a lot of the YouTube stuff for me. And by a lot of, I mean, all of it, he uploads the thing and he helps me out. Thank you so much, Casey. You're the coolest. Uh, our friend Ryan Dirks handles all of the, uh, the web stuff for us. He's at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. And he's a good guy. Appreciate it. He's got goats. Man owns goats. I think he owns a sheep or something. He's got a farm. Uh, and, and then uh, whatever. And then he's <laughs> my web guy's a farmer. I'll tell you all you need to know about this show. Nothing, nothing against Ryan, uh, but that just that's a smacks. Keep it indie with Mike Schmidt. Uh, and of course, our good friend, David Hernandez, David Mex Hernandez, as I've called him in the past and I will call him in the future. He is at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can go ahead and find him wherever you'd like to find him. Uh, all of these fine places. Be his friend at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can check out all the artwork he's done for my uh, page. The artwork he's done for the Joker's page, the artwork he's done for his own page, the artwork he's done for his closed group. He's got a group called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. You can join it today. Why wouldn't you? I think you should. A uh, very talented artist and also now a podcaster. What is this? Yes, the man has a podcast. It's called the Flem Cat Podcast. That's two words. P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T. 
podcast, the Flemcat podcast, available now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and check it out. This week's episode is, uh, well, let me say this. He's got a, he's got a cool thing. I'll tell you this. There's a cool thing in this week's episode, and, uh, and I don't want to give anything away, but uh, the cool thing is me. What? Yeah, that's right. I turn, I winds up, I'm, I'm the cool thing in this week's episode. You'll get, a, you'll get some ice cream man. You get a sample of some ice cream man out of our friend David. Uh, he does for some odd reason. The, the show's an hour long. He spends 58 minutes hammering Sammy Hagar. Uh, he makes fun of Sammy Hagar. He rips him and he mentions how much he hates Van Halen's Sammy Hagar music. But here's my favorite part. This is what Dave does. Uh, David uh, Hernandez. He'll go. He'll be like, oh, man, Sammy Hagar, that fucking song. It sucks. And he sucks. And the band sucks. And well, the band doesn't suck. But that music sucks with, uh, with Sammy. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. Come on. You know, I'm just teasing. Nope. No, no, sir. We know you're not teasing. Uh, if you're going to hate Sammy, which you do, then hate Sammy. I know you're looking to not get some feedback. You don't want emails going, well, Sammy's a nice guy or whatever the fuck. And I understand walking that line. I've done it myself. Uh, but you hate Sammy. There's no reason to fucking shy away from that. That's okay if you do. But literally, you can't spend an hour ripping Sammy Hager and then going, I'm teasing. No, come on. I'm just, I'm whatever. We're just having fun. Uh, let's get some Neil Pert talk or Peart's Pert talk. You hear about Hammer Pants Eddie? That happens. Dave takes a shot at Hanson for some reason, which I don't understand because Umbop is a fucking classic cut. Uh, if you want to buy Ninja Stars with Getty Lee, this is the show for you. You'll hear about, about uh, Muhammad Ali. Getty Lee and Muhammad Ali. Look at that. Um, and at one point, David mentions that he's a mumble butt on his janky jingles. I think that I don't know exactly what that means. I don't speak the, the, the phlegm cat language, but you might being regular listeners as you are. Uh, you'll get a centaur song. You'll get statue tales. You'll get a statutory story. One of those is not true. All of these available now on the newest Flemcat podcast. Go ahead and check it out uh, and hear David fucking cracking wise and, and waxing on and on about guitars and, and bands and his amazing cool ass life. Go ahead and check it out right now. The Flemcat podcast is over there in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast space, whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and find it and download it. Today, we have another sponsor podcast. What? Why? Let's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit over at the Paranoid Strain. Is it really? Well, yes, it is. Why would I lie? Why would I tell you? Why would I say it was something it wasn't? What if he wasn't? What if he wasn't the sponsor? Now, oh, you know what? Fuck. I just thought of something else. Hold on. Before we get into Fearful Jesuit, our buddy David uh, Max Hernandez also can be hired for artwork. You can hire him to do paintings and caricatures and all sorts of cool ass stuff. And uh, and if you want to do that, you want to get uh, go to his website artbydmh.com that's a-r-t-b-y-d-m-h dot com oh man i knew that was gonna happen uh all right so yeah to go to artbydmh.com and also uh but if you want to book him go to facebook.com slash david max hernandez but what i mean is we go to the website you see a bunch of different other artwork that he's done because the man's done amazing work for the west side 86 jokers page for his own page for the for the this is dumb that's dumb you're dumb i'm dumb group that you can join if you'd like all of that exists. Go check it out now, now, now. Let's get back to Paranoid Strain. Fearful Jesuit is our guy, hosts the Paranoid Strain podcast, the newest edition. The newest episode is out right now. Now, remember, I'll tell you about this. Uh, this particular episode is the middle episode in a multi-episode arc. So if you, I think you should start from the beginning, okay? Uh, you should start from the beginning and then you'll catch up to this episode. Or if you've already listened, then you can listen to this episode because you're already well-versed. And I think you are listening, right? Aren't you listening every time he puts out a new show? You should be. I'm telling you to. He's telling you to. 
Go ahead and subscribe to the Paranoid Strain podcast in the iTunes store. Leave an iTunes review. That'd be pretty cool. Also, leave an iTunes review for David. I forgot to mention that as well. Go ahead and tell him he's doing well. Tell him I sent you. Uh, same thing with Fearful Jesuit. Tell him that I sent you to go do a review for that. That'd be pretty neat. And he would know then that I'm a hitter. That's very important. Um, but as I've mentioned, this new episode of the Paranoid Strain is a middle episode in a multi-episode arc. So you should start from the beginning if you want this to make sense. Uh, unless you think listening in order is a conspiracy. What the fuck? Don't have that on your conscience, baby. If you think this is a conspiracy, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. And you should just move along. Move on with your bad self. I don't know, with your bad, you bad mamma jamma. Uh, it's not a conspiracy. And if it were, wouldn't you, wouldn't yeah, look, let's put it this way. I hope it is a conspiracy because then our good friend, fearful Jesuit can debunk it in the future. Ooh, oh, I think that would be great. So, uh, so please make sure you remember that this is a middle episode in a multi-episode arc. Uh, you get a shout out. Look, and, and this is, you know what we do? I'm going to tell you exactly what we do. We take a trip. To Nixon land, woohoo, which is, uh, uh, it's look, it's either a fantastic podcast episode or the worst theme park you've ever been to in your life. Nixon land. Oh, don't, don't forget to go ride the shrug coaster. Oh, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Don't forget. Don't forget to ride the, uh, the bumper checkers. That'll be fun. Won't it? Uh, look, you'll hear all about Nixon in the show. Author Rick Perlstein is back. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Fucking Rick Perlstein is in the house. And he is uh, our touchstone for all things Nixon in this show. And uh, I would say there's a shout out to the Renaissance Bookstore in Milwaukee, which Rick went to, uh, you know, as a youth. Uh, we get to hear about fucking Rick Perlstein's pool party. Uh, maybe not his pool party, but his parents' pool party, which was brought to you by racism. When you want to stay home from work and swim all day with your friends, look to racism. Uh, <laughs> you'll hear about the chattering classes. You'll hear about uh, you'll hear the phrase existentially desiccating, which is a phrase that I found very interesting and enjoyed very much. Uh, you get the origin story. Now, get this. This was shocking to me. The origin story of Barry Goldwater. Uh, I did not know this. He was bitten by a radioactive conservative. I had no idea that that was the case. And yet that's what happened. Transforming him into the the front man they needed for the ideas of Robert Welch and Clarence Mannion. He is Barry Goldwater, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you'll also hear on this episode how close we came, how perilously close we came as a country to electing a President Orville Farbus. That, that you, you think people are stupid now. Imagine if we would have had a President Orville Farbus. You think the world doesn't respect us now? Imagine if President Orville Farbus in his goddamn overalls whittling on the porch of the White House had ever come close to the office. What a drag that would have been. Uh, but we were close. It almost happened. Uh, I heard some weird thing that Senator McCarthy may have soiled himself. That was mentioned in passing. And I think I think I may have misunderstood, but it's in there. Uh, here's an, here's something, by the way, this this will tell you all you need to know. Uh, whenever you're dealing with conspiracy theories, you always need this sentence at some point. Uh, and it doesn't even need to be the name. The name is you can you can trade in the name or trade out the name. This could be any number of names. The name is is irrespective of, of deciding whether you need this or not for a, a conspiracy theory. Just this sentence alone right here. Uh, Charles Koch wrote a pamphlet. That's it. As long as somebody writes a pamphlet, you've got a conspiracy theory. You know, that's about to fucking happen. Uh, the, and the pamphlet is called A Businessman Looks at Communism. Can you think of any 
thing you would throw away faster if somebody handed it to you on the street. Can you, I don't, I don't care if it was a flyer selling me uh, swastikas. I think I'd read that with a little more interest than I would a businessman looks at communism. I just would toss it in the trash instantly. I, I think it would even burn my skin if I touched it because it's so fucking boring. Uh, oh, and if that name sounds familiar, Charles Koch wrote a pamphlet. Just guess who his kids are. Why don't you guess who Charles Koch's kids are? I'll wait. <laughs> I don't think I need to tell you. You find out that America is God's chosen nation, or at least some people thought that. Uh, <laughs> you'll find out that uh, uh, the the firebugs and the Orthogonians were having a war. It was very, it was very much the most boring West Side Story thing you could ever imagine. Uh, the Orthogonians and the Franklins. The uh, oh, I'm sorry. The uh, the incels were the Orthogonians. By the way, in case you're wondering if you need to pull this apart, I may have taken these notes in a, in a different way. They're all written down. Uh, you'll hear the phrase "looked down on by the cool kids." Uh, Nixon felt he was looked down on by the cool kids. And isn't that just the basis of every grievance in this goddamn country for all of eternity now? What is uh, we we live in a high school. This world is a fucking high school and always has been. I got it. You know, you know what phrase I heard more often than not in this fucking like if you even more than fearful Jesuit saying his name, referring to Danny Unicorn, even more than any, you know, what phrase is in this fucking podcast? The swells. Uh, our boy Rick keeps talking about the swells keeping Nixon down and whatever the fuck. And I'm like, the swells? Jesus, what is that? All right, nice Gatsby reference, Jesus. Um, but it's in there. Uh, and then there's this there's this sentence, which, by the way, again, as much as a pamphlet that says a businessman looks at communism would terrify me and make me fall instantly asleep, here's this phrase that takes place in this show. But back to Goldwater. I, I Believe me, I would normally... I would sprint in the other direction. I would tune it out. I would tear the radio out of the dashboard and throw it out the window. Better off dead style if I ever heard a host say, but back to Goldwater. Uh, But goddamn, if Jesuit doesn't make it interesting and I paid attention and I listened. So you got to download this episode of the Paranoid Strain podcast. It's available right now. I think I may have actually done the whole show for you at this point. Uh, Here's my favorite description ever of Richard Nixon. Are you ready for this? Who's this we're describing? A serial collector of resentments, he raged for what he could not have or control. Richard Nixon or Mike Schmidt? Let me ask you that right now. Go ahead. I'll wait. A serial collector of resentments, he raged for what he could not have or control. Uh, That's Richard Nixon, and he became president. Or it's Mike Schmidt, and he became a podcaster. Who knows, man? Could be either one. Could be six of one and half a dozen of the other. Mix it up. Get a Mike Nixon in there. Get a Richard Schmidt, Dick Schmidt. Uh, Paranoid Story Podcast available right now for you to download and subscribe to. It is available in the iTunes store. Go check it out. Why wouldn't you? I think you should. It's great. It's grand. It's fantastic. It's lovely. It's delicious. It's delightful. It's de-sugar-free. That's an ad from the 70s for something. I don't know what it is. Sugar-free 7-Up, maybe? No, I think I'm transposing Jeffrey Holder into my head for some particular reason. With a cola nut. Ha, 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 ha. Paranoid Stream Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe right now in the Apple Podcast space or anywhere else you can find fantastic podcasts along with the Flemcat Podcast available as well. Why not? Check them all out. Go get them all. Folks, did you know that I get a bunch of channels? I do. Good Lord, do I have channels. Uh, I'm available at uh, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. That's where you can go ahead and find all the archives for this goddamn show, uh, including the episode that will be closing this show. That's right. I don't even know why I'm doing that, but I'm going to because I feel like this show has been an exercise of futility and you deserve a bonus. You deserve a break today. So get up and get away to McDonald's. 
McDonald's, McDonald's. That's another commercial where a kid sang really high at the end of it. I remember a lot of junk. All right. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Go check it out. All sorts of podcast archives in there lurking and waiting for your approval. Uh, also, do you know I'm on Twitch? I am. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you'll find me there. It's every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, usually about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But if you go and follow or subscribe to the channel, you'll always know what I'm on, man. Always, always. You'll check me out. You'll love me. You'll think it's fantastic. You'll enjoy it. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Sometimes we play puzzles. Sometimes it's just me yapping. Sometimes it turns into a, uh, a festival of swords. Sometimes there's, uh, there's this game where I'm running around like a little clit trying to jump off seesaws and stuff. Oh, look at the fun we're having. Sometimes we just do Trailer Park where we want you to watch a bunch of trailers to movies and laugh and make fun. Oh, it's great. And, uh, and it's something I enjoy doing immensely. The twitch.tv slash 40-year-old boy. Er, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. That's the network you need to tune into. And you go ahead and subscribe or follow, and you'll find me on there, and I'm doing cool stuff. And then you'll actually be able to see me while I'm talking. Oh, don't you want to see me? You don't want to see me right now. My hair is a fright. But I always make sure that I'm very presentable and kempt and up upkempt. My upkeep. My upkeep is presentable. I don't know. I don't look bad on the Twitch. I could look really bad if I wanted to, but I don't. I'm on TV, suckers. So why not check me out? Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and subscribe to both of them if you would. I'd love it. That would be great. Cameo. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm still on Cameo. I'm there lurking. I'm doing whatever Cameo people do on Cameo. You want to hire me to talk to your family about politics? I'll do that. I'll rant and rave and scream like a dope. You want to hire me to just tell somebody happy birthday? You want me to hire me to, to tell somebody I'm sorry about their miscarriage? I can do that, man. I, you know what? Make me the, the guy. Make me your cudgel. Make me your bulldozer. Let me bring the bad news to people. You want me to yell at your kid for getting bad grades? I can do it. I'll be a cautionary tale. Let me show up and say, hey, dude. You want to you get bad grades, you're going to wind up begging people to have a video on their phone of you for $20, of which I get 15 You want to get 15 bucks every time you talk into a fucking phone? Well, that sounds pretty good. But what if nobody else books you to talk into the phone? Pay attention. Hit the book, son. No more pencils. No more dirty looks. No more books. No more teachers. Whatever the fuck. I messed the whole song up. But that's because I'm here. See? I'm here telling you that I messed it up because I didn't go to school. Stay in school. You'll get it right every time. You want to get your Alice Cooper lyrics squared away and get them right every single time you spit them out of your goddamn maw? Then here's what you do. You go to fucking school and you pay attention, kid. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Why would you hire me for Cameo when you could just go ahead and play this clip for them? I'm, I'm Look at me. I'm scaring people straight. I've scared your child straight right here on the podcast, and I didn't even get 20 bucks for the fucking thing. Look at me undercutting my own fucking Cameos. Cameo exists. It's uh, bookcameo.com or a Cameo app that you can put on your phone. You can hire me to call up and give a pep talk to somebody. Tell them you love them. Tell them you hate them. Uh, I'll virtually pet a dog. I'll just do some AMSR and I'll whisper for eight hours so you can sleep while my voice goes like this. Hey, here's me thinking that you should go ahead and just close those eyes. Yeah. Drift off and make sure you dream about something lovely. And please know that once you wake up, I'll be here. I'll be rifling through your dresser and possibly even all of your pockets because I think that maybe you're very smart and you're very crafty and you maybe hid your things in your pockets thinking that I would just go through the drawers and look at the clothes. No, 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 no. I rifle through the clothes and I go ahead and take everything that's yours and make it mine, mine, mine. Sleep well. 
Uh, I don't even know if you can hear me because the air conditioning is on. And and uh, but I tried some. That's me doing some AMSR. There's big business in that, isn't there? I think there is. I should go ahead and invent an AMSR channel. Hi, how are you? Sleep well, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Why am I? <laughs> why is there a crowd sleeping? That makes no sense. It should be. It should be individually charted or, or targeted. Uh, you don't want. You want to say sleep well, Rick. You don't want to say sleep well, ladies and gentlemen. Why am I putting an entire warehouse of people to sleep? Also, that's not a true whisper. This is a whisper. But when I was doing this, it's more of that. This sounds like I've been shot in a movie. But this, now this, now, now this is my ghostly voice whipping in one ear and out the other and haunting you as you drift off to dreamland and find me in a mansion somewhere. Uh, all right, enough of that nonsense. I'm, I'm hurting my I'm, my throat just doing that. Not really. If I, what if you hurt your throat whispering? I don't know how to, I would, I would say you don't know how to whisper at that point. Book me for a cameo, cameo.com or bookcameo.com, or it's on your phone, man. Download it. It's an app. Put it on there. Uh, did you know that I'm a uh, Patreon person? I am. Look, by the way, we've talked about this before. Hiring me for cameo and Patreon and PayPal. These, if you want to support this show, this is the best time to support this show because again man everything's a coin flip we don't know what the fuck's going on in the world and uh and we got a vote coming up here where uber's about to get fucking outlawed in california it's gonna be great that was my and that's my last gasp job i mean at that point i gotta grab a fucking mop right i don't know what the fuck's happening so i'd love to continue talking for a living wouldn't that be cool so you guys can help out with that by going ahead and hiring me for cameo and also becoming a patron at patreon.com patreon.com slash mike four zero yob patreon.com slash mike four zero yob find the page go ahead and subscribe monthly that would be super cool i would appreciate it very much now nobody knew has signed up i've had a couple of people leave actually uh and and thank you for the support that you gave me for as long as you could and i do appreciate you thinking of me that's pretty cool uh but it would be super cool if you could go ahead and jump in at patreon.com slash mike four zero yob and help me and help this show and keep me afloat and make me make some bucks man because i need to do that so i can stay alive and be a grown-up let's be a grown-up let's be grown-ups together shall we uh, and if you want to help the show, if you don't want to be a Patreon a patron, but you want to help the show via PayPal, you can do that. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little Schmidt. He's got his pocket out. says donate. You can click on him, and you can either do a monthly setup where I get a monthly stipend from you via the, uh, the credit card or whatever you sign up with via PayPal, or you can send me a one-time PayPal gift, a donation, uh, whatever you want to call it that helps this show. Like, uh, you know who did that this week? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I got to make sure that I say this correctly. Uh, I know his first name is Philip. He is our lovely friend, Philip. He has helped in the past. He sent me lozenges for Christmas once. Uh, and now he has reached out uh, via uh, PayPal and helped me out immeasurably with a donation. Uh, Philip, I don't know if I, he wants. I'm going to say his last name. Uh, I'm assuming it's I'm going to say it's Chafin. I'm going to say Chafin, but it could be. Philip Chaffin, but I assume it's Chaffin. That's my guess. Uh, but that's why I didn't want to say it too. Because I, I don't know if he wants his last name said, uh, but also at the same time, I don't want to fuck his name up. The dude just helped me out with a serious donation. It was very nice of him. And now I'm going to fucking chili dip his name. That sucks. So uh, hopefully he's not angry at me. Philip, please don't be angry. Uh, but I hope you are, are feeling good and well. And I hope your husband is feeling good and well. They just relocated to a different clime, to a different climate. Uh, with the germ and everything like that, they're 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 in their new surroundings, and I think they're loving it, which is really good news. Um, but thank you, Philip, for reaching out to me and helping out the show and helping me out personally. And uh, and I hope my I've I've received a, I hope I did the best thing. I would say Philip Chaffin. That's what I would say your last name is. I hope I'm as right as rain. 
uh, but I could be as wrong as a fucking bong. Who knows, man? It's got to be a rhyming thing. Although right doesn't rhyme with rain. Uh, I could be right as rain, but I could be wrong as rain, too. I could just be right or wrong. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but you know who's not wrong and all right? That's our good friend, Philip, because he helped me out with a PayPal donation. And you can do the same thing. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner. There's a little Schmitty with his pocket out. You can go ahead and tap on him and go, hey, what the? And give me a one-time donation or a monthly fucking subscription. Whatever you want to do is cool with me because it all helps out the show in the end. And that's what this is about helping out the show in the end. Thank you so much for thinking of me, Philip. You're the fucking best. And uh, thank you to everybody else who's a patron of Patreon and anybody else who's ever thought of supporting this show. Go ahead and act on it. That'd be pretty cool. And now, I think I've talked in circles enough. I've given you enough plugs. Nobody wants the Uber and Lyft plugs, do they? I don't think they do. If you do, write me. Uh, Maybe I'll do them next week. Who fucking knows? All I know is this. Uh, I'm going to go in. You know what? I look, I, I, I just looked up and I saw that we're at an hour, which makes no sense. Uh, but this can't be a real episode, right? This was just a lot of me talking at circles. So let's do this. Let's throw an older episode on at the end here. And then we'll call this episode. Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, we bought time already a couple of weeks ago. Then we had episode Edward last week. Uh, I, I don't, well, let's say uh, we'll just uh, episode pause episode. Well, I'll think of a good name for it later. Uh, but let's share with you an episode that I've wanted to share with you for a couple of weeks or months or years. It always pops into my head and I always wonder, because look, I have a lot of shows. I've done 12 years worth of shows and things get lost in the shuffle. Uh, and this is one of them. I think this was one of my favorite episodes that I did. I will tell you, this is an episode that Lily was involved in. Okay. And, and this episode is, is, uh, is from 10 years ago. What the fuck? Yeah, that's right. This is an episode from 10 years ago this past week. Uh, I'm excited to share it with you because I remember when I did it, like it was this thing where whatever, you'll hear it. I don't want to give it away um, because once you hear and you hear it unfold, because here's the thing. If I tell you what it is, then you'd be like, well, I don't have to listen to that fucking thing. And then you bail. Um, but, but please, there's going to be, there's an episode coming up uh, on the other side of this ad. (laughs) That's right. This whole fucking thing is a plot to get you to listen to one more fucking commercial. What a stroke. All right. Uh, or will there be an ad? I don't know. Stick around. I don't know. Again, I have no control over them. and just burst in. Uh, but this episode is from October 7th, 2010. It was Lily, who was the producer back then with me and her. And I forget this. Was this it? This might have been in her. Uh, it, I forget what house it was. in. Was it in the Hollywood house? It might have been. Uh, regardless, it doesn't matter. I don't think I don't think it was in the old. It might have been the oldest place in Hollywood. I think so. It might have been the oldest apartment, oldest building in Hollywood. Uh, episode 28 of year three from October 7th, 2010. Please enjoy this encore performance. Completely unnecessary since I've already talked for an hour. But what the fuck else are you doing besides listening to me these days uh, of the episode? I've had a week. Listen to me, motherfucker. I'm talking, 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 talking. I say horrible things sometimes because I think they're funny. My my podcast is a verbal mosh pit because it's just me pinwheeling around. You don't know where the fuck I'm going to wind up, and I, I generally have no idea what's when it's going to end or start. I'm responsible for this whole goddamn thing. I want a little respect from you people. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast, folks. It has been uh, 
first of all, don't say anything about the Phillies. All right, you guys got to keep that because I TVO'd the game and I have not seen it yet. Uh, it is Wednesday, and uh, I'm, I'm here recording the podcast, so I TVO'd the game. I did not watch it, uh, so I, I can't be told anything about it. So please save it. Keep your information to yourselves. Uh, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. But uh, I'm excited. It's the first game of the playoffs. I wonder if anything good's going to happen. Uh, fuck that. I watched that game. Are you kidding me, folks? <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous would it be if I hadn't watched it? Uh, and I wasn't going to. Here's the thing. I, I told Lily, I said, uh, uh, you know, I talked to her about the, the, it was the first game. All right, today, uh, look, I'll just tell you. Today's Wednesday. All right. Um, and I have had, uh, folks, I have had a week. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to get into it maybe a little later, uh, but we'll see. But uh, I can tell you that, uh, as bad as last Wednesday was, that's how great this Wednesday was. Because, folks, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Perhaps you're aware of this. I don't know if you have a television or a radio or a TiVo. Uh, although, I don't know if your TiVo wouldn't exactly tell you about it unless you had the television tuned to that station. <laughs> Very rarely does TiVo... What if TiVo was like a police scanner and, went and it, it was like humming along, looking for anything important that might happen on television, and it taped it for you? That'd be fucking fantastic. If TiVo was self-aware, holy shit, that'd be great. And it would be great at my house because I, might, I have two TiVos and their names are Phil and Carl. You have to name your TiVos, like when you get TiVo, because then when you call TiVo, they'll, they'll, because there's one in the living room and one in the bedroom. And instead of keep, instead of you keep saying living room, bedroom, living room, bedroom, you know what I mean? You can just say, oh, we're talking about Carl. I don't even, I don't know if, you know what? I might have even decided to do that. Might have, maybe it was me, like they tell you to say, on, when you set up the account, it says it's one in the living room, one in the bedroom, and it says you can give a nickname to them, and I think I did. So uh, Carl is in my living room, and, uh, and Phil is in the bedroom. And uh, the other day we were watching uh, TiVo, and uh, Karen said, uh, oh, she goes, did you TiVo record that? I said, yeah, I did. She goes, fuck Carl. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's give Carl a break. I, I understand you're on Team Phil. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy Phil and his work when I'm in the bedroom. He does a fine job. But Carl, Carl's actually the workhorse because he's in the living room. Carl's recording everything because she was mad because my uh, TiVo is virtually full. Okay. Here's what's in my TiVo that I haven't watched yet, folks. Adventureland, which I heard is a good movie. Uh, how horrible is this if I go down this list? Seriously, how horrible of a person am I if I go down the list of what's in my TiVo that I haven't watched? Folks, here's all the shows I haven't seen. Brace yourselves, get a pen. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Oh, that would be terrible. All right. Um, three episodes of Boardwalk Empire. That's in there. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. I'm behind. Uh, what else is in there? A couple of daily shows. This is the last two. I haven't seen the last two. Uh, I'm really going to do this? Am I really going to do this? I'm doing it like for, uh, to me, I'm like, that's kind of, it'd be funny if I did it, but I go, oh, it's fucking pathetic if you do it. You can't do that. Run down what's in your TiVo. Holy God. Uh, yeah, you know, Donnie Brasco, that's in my TiVo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. But anyway, th the bottom line is it's full. It's got, uh, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff in there. It has a uh, touch of evil. Or <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I should just fucking run it down. Uh, and the problem, here's the problem. It records more stuff every day. That's the thing is it's like. If it was just, you know, TiVo frozen, because Carl, Carl's always working. Carl, he's the hardest working man in, in DVRville. I mean, he's he's going ahead and he's recording everything he's at. In the bedroom, what the fuck's recorded in there? Eight episodes of The Pacific that my wife's never going to watch? Fuck, erased them already. Holy God. Because she busted my balls. She's like, oh my God, you got a lot of stuff out here. I go, what about you? You still have fucking Christmas mass. Erase that off the goddamn TiVo. All right? The Pope's not dead. Nothing crazy happened. Erase it. She still has the Christmas mask, and she'll watch it. Yeah, oh, my God, folks. Nothing is worse than my... Because my wife will go in the bed. She goes to bed, all right? My wife's schedule is a little uh, hinky these days because of the not working, laid-off thing and because of other recent events. Uh, 
my wife's sleep schedule has been interfered with, and I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I will I will tuck her into bed. Like, I'll go in, and you're, you know, I look, I don't know how you folks run it. Here's how I run it. Uh, we live opposite lives, okay? My wife sleeps at night, and I'm up all night. And then she would get up in the morning, and then she would go to work, and I would sleep all day because that's, you know, unfortunately the circumstances that I have painted myself into at a, as a 43-year-old man who's a failure. So uh, she, now she'll go to bed at her normal time. Uh, but uh, um, uh, All right, look, if you have TiVo, you know exactly what I'm going to describe to you. And uh, it's cute at first, but when you when it's repetitive, you want to fucking throw Carl out the fucking window. Here's what happens. Or Phil. Fuck that. Carl stays. Uh, my wife's in there, and it's just her and Phil in the bedroom. And uh, I, I go in. I tuck her in and I, you know, you, you know, rub her back and you rub her arm and you rub her hair. And uh, here's something we've never done, all right, my wife and I. And she just asked me about this the other day. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't. All right, never mind. Uh, um, all right, no. All right. Something we've never done is she's like, she said to me, she goes, could you one time come to bed with me and then just rub my back and my hair and my arms until I fall asleep? Like until I completely fall asleep. And I said, yes, I, I'm happy to do that at some point. But I have something that I want her to do, but uh, but it's it's not going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen, and that's fine. So I don't even bother to ask her about it. But anyway, uh, but I told her, I go, well, I'm not going to do that. I can't because it's disgusting. I can't say it. It's something horrible that I, I don't even want to say on here. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even brought it up. I think I'm actually blushing now. All right. Uh, weird. How weird is that to bring that up and it, it feel odd? Uh, all right. And now people are going to speculate on what it is. Now people are going to be like, Schmidt, I never know you wanted a strap on in the ass. No, that's not what it is. I don't want to be, I don't want to get pegged, folks. I'm not a pegger or a, a peggy. I don't want to be that person. So just eliminate that off your list right away. And it's not dress me up and look like a lady. It's nothing crazy. All right. It's just, let's put it this way. If it was something I could talk about with like a girl, like a girlfriend, fuck, I'd tell you in a minute. But this is my wife we're talking about here, folks. So why don't you stand down? All right. Uh, so she asked me if I would do that, and I, I said yes, I will do that for you someday. But instead, I, you know, I, I tuck her in, and you know, I get, I get a little antsy because I mean, I got stuff I got to, I got to go to work because you know she's going to bed. It's like my day is starting, so uh, I'll be in there with her for like 15 minutes, and you know, you hold her and you rub her back and all that, and then she kind of drifts off, and then you're like, oh, okay, honey, I love you, and you leave. So she does that, and then I leave and I close, I turn the fan on so she can't hear me uh, out and about in the living room, and then I, I close the door, and then I go in the living room, and uh, within 10 minutes. She's watching TiVo and like fast forwarding shit and erasing it. And here's the problem. I turn the fan up really high so it's so she can't hear what's going on in the living room. You know, she doesn't want to hear me uh, with the, either the TV on. I'm trying to be considerate. And also, we've got a fan that sounds like a fucking jet engine. It's awesome. It's it's like it's as big as the propeller that cut that dude up in Raiders. I mean, it's like this gigantic fucking fan. And uh, it looks like the one in Jackass that's going to blow, you know, the guy, when he, the waiter, when he's carrying the fucking tray. By the way, let's get to Jackass for just a second, folks. Uh, Jackass 3D is coming out. Yes! Look, I saw Jackass 1 and 2, and uh, to say that I'm on the fence about them would be incorrect because I fucking loved them. All right? I thought I couldn't, I could not get enough of, I watched Jackass the show, and it made me laugh all the fucking time, even though I'm not that guy. But th there's parts that I don't think are funny, all right? Look, I anything to do with shit, I'm not on board with. Okay, I don't need to see... Anybody in a fucking porta potty getting dumped upside down? Fuck, I horrible, horrendous. But when a guy walks into a fucking hardware store and takes a dump in, a, in an unattached toilet, I'm sorry, it made me fucking laugh. It made me fucking laugh. So, so Jackass makes me laugh. Although I will say this, I think Jackass the second one, uh, I think was fake. Uh, some of it, I think was like uh, Pontius puts his cock through the hole, and the snake is—it's dressed like a mouse, and the, ch the and the snake is supposed to be chasing it. 
And I think the snake actually bites it at one point or goes to grab it. And I'm like, look, that's not Pontius's cock. I mean, if a snake bit his cock, he'd fucking lose his mind, right? Wouldn't he lose his mind? So I, I, I think they kind of stuffed the sock with a bunch of cotton or whatever. And Pontius might have been in the end of it, but he wasn't in the full thing because that's not his cock getting bit by a snake, right? Come on. <laughs> All right. Because, look, I've had my cock bit by a snake, and that is not pleasant. And it's certainly not pleasant for the person you're hiking with who has to suck the poison out. All right, so, which, all right, got to be honest, that's what I wanted my wife to do. Uh, I wanted, I want to bring a snake into the bedroom, have it bite my cock, and then I want my wife to cut a little slit in there and suck all the poison out. That's it. I don't think that's wrong, folks. I mean, what? I knew eventually we'd get to it, and then the curtain would be pulled back, and I'd have to share it with you folks. But, yeah, that's what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> so I fucking, I'm a jackass guy, man. I love it. I love, I loved those movies. I loved the shows, but the, the, I heard the third one was coming out. It was in 3d and I was just like, ah, fuck, you know what? I'm done with jackass. I, I, I really think it's gone. I can't cause it's, it's, it's off the air. I haven't watched it. I haven't paid any attention. And I, and I think Steve O is, is a dud. I mean, I am just not a fan. I, I like, I like Johnny Knoxville and, uh, I, dude, shit happens. There's a thing on jackass once. Where they're like at a college, I don't even know where the fuck they are, but uh, I don't know who Bam's friend is. Is it Ryan? I forget his name. He jumps off a roof. Like he literally just walks off of a roof and falls into the hedges in front of there's like four women. And he just fucking smashes. It looks like a comet has plummeted from the fucking heavens and smashed into the hedges. And he just like, wham. And these women are like, what the fuck? And he stands up and he kind of like extracts himself from the branches and he goes, ladies. And he walks off. How do you not love that? It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> so shit like that is hilarious to me. I don't, like, I don't need to see Bam beating the shit out of his dad on the toilet. I mean, that does, that does nothing for me. And then also, you know, how many times do we get to see the mom's goggle-eyed face when she walks in and sees an ocelot in her sink? I mean, seriously. I, enough. I don't need to see that. Eliminate Bam's parents. Just do a bunch of shit where people get fucking railroaded. Fine, I'm in. I'm on board. But I heard Jackass 3D, and I'm like, uh, I just, I, I don't know if I can see that. I mean, I'm, I'm past that, right? My life has evolved past seeing that. And then I see the fucking commercial where Bam is walking through the hallway, and fucking Wee Man goes, high five. And that fucking giant hand smashes him? Not even, like, in the face. Not even, like, they tripped him. Just a fucking gigantic hand knocks him. And again, that's not fake. Shit like that, when you see, because he gets blasted and lo- and leaves his feet. Like, he just gets fucking creamed. He doesn't see it coming at all. It's like in Jackass 2, you know, they do all sorts of these crazy stunts. And, like, you know, there's a helicopter and a rocket and all this bullshit. Like, I don't care about any of that. What I like to see is guys getting punched in the face. It's fucking hysterical. When they did that thing where they, they set up, I forget what it was in the, in the second one, they set up in the hallway and it was like, oh, like a, there was a special, uh, there, there were girls or a peephole. And then when you looked in the people and a glove punched you, like a hard glove punched you in the face. God damn it. There's nothing funnier than that for those guys. Like, I mean, I, I have no interest in being involved in I don't like pranks. We know I don't like pranks, folks. My wife dumped cold water on me and I punched a hole through the goddamn shower door. Ridiculous. Uh, years ago. I talked about that in here. New, lis- new listeners, buy year one and two. You, a bunch of crazy shit has happened that you don't know about. <laughs> Part of me thinks I should just do year one over again, like you know, to catch all the new people up for speed. Uh, but who knows? But there, th- that wouldn't be good to the loyal listener. There's loyal people who've been around for a long time. All right. Viva <laughs> yes. That's uh, that's Lily Bunched up our producer, who by the way is crossed up with a. She's got. <laughs> all right. She had knee surgery a couple of weeks ago, and yet, last week she had like a mummy wrap on her leg. It was brutal. Uh, but now, her knee looks like what would happen if a cartoon character died. 
because his eyes get they get all crossy. Like uh, she has two bandages that are uh, that it's like an X with a then a liner, two asterisks basically for on her knees. Uh, I should take a picture and Twitter that because that's what it, it and so it looks like her knee died in a cartoon. That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Oh Christ! So yeah, the, but so I keep so I'm staring at that and it makes me laugh and I'm not I don't want to laugh because again it's and you know it's and but I will say this, folks, uh, Lily, uh, you know, bad knee. Um, and of course it has to leave her. She's a, look, she doesn't, she doesn't wear a lot of clothes anyway, but still, um, and whatever, I'm sorry to say all this. I apologize to you, but, uh, I'm sorry that Lily is hurt and I'm sorry that she's in pain and I feel bad for her. However, uh, when somebody with, uh, uh, giant breasts and, uh, has to hop over and let you in <laughs> because their legs don't work. She uh, she's on crunches and she has to kind of hop. So she opens the door and she goes to hop away. And I, you know, it just I mean, folks, I'm sorry. It just it just it's just like a couple of bowls of jello or just I, I, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it's I feel bad for you and I'm sorry you're in pain, but just know that your pain, you know, uh, brings pleasure to whoever sees you hop around. All right. Sorry, but that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, just, I, I got to hear her fucking nipple bells clatter as she hops across the thing and hops back to her couch. Oh, whatever. All right. So, um, so I, I'm on board with Jackass after seeing the high five commercial. I'm like, oh dude, I'm in. I gotta, I gotta see it. Uh, sir, I won't see it before I see social network or the town, which are real movies that adults should be seeing. Uh, what the, how did I spin off of the Jackass? What was I talking about before that? Oh, Carol. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Carol. Who's Carol? Karen. Bloop, 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 bloop. She's, uh, I hear the Tebow. And the thing is, I'm in, like I said, I turn the fan and I close the door. Well, she's laying right by the television, but she jacks the fucking volume up because she can't hear it because the jet engine fan is blowing. So now in the, all I can hear in the living room is I hear the bloop, bloop, bloop. So I know, like, part of me then, I don't know if that's her getting back at me for not being in there until she went to sleep. Or maybe she just doesn't even know that Phil's noise bothers me. I have no idea. But she's got all this shit on the TV. And she'll, that's the thing, she'll fall asleep in a, uh, to, to the Christmas mass. Like, so I have to hear the Pope blaring out of my wife's bedroom as she's sleeping. She And I go in there, and she's got her glasses askew on her face and the remote in her hand. And, and she's going to die of, like, face cancer just from being that close to the television. And she can blame the goddamn Pope. Yeah, that's right. It's his fault. So, yeah, don't bark at me about Carl and all that's uh, on Carl. I mean, uh, uh, what else do I have on there? <laughs> Manhunter. I got Manhunter on there. Awesome. Manhunter's awesome. Are you kidding me? William L. Peterson, Dennis Farina, made by Michael Mann. Holy God, that movie's the greatest. That's the first appearance of Lecter. Brian Cox is Lecter. Brian Cox is so good in Manhunter as Lecter in, in five minutes that when the trailer came out for Silence of the Lambs, I was furious Brian Cox wasn't Lecter. Because I, I love Manhunter and I love William L. Peterson. Oh, dude. Dog doesn't have a collar, but you know it's the Leeds' dog. God damn it. How do you not love William L. Peterson going into William L. Peterson mode and fucking vegging out and watching the film and rewinding it? And then the Tooth Fairy? Oh, man. All right, so anyway, Manhunter's awesome. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Before I even got into TiVo's, there was something. Could it, could it be your National League Ace champion, Philadelphia Phillies? I think it was. <laughs> You're goddamn right. So, uh, folks, I uh, today I w- it was like first game of the playoffs, and I called Lily, and I'm like, oh man, I you know, I was originally going to come and record because we usually record here around four o'clock uh, Pacific time, and uh, I called her and I said, look, I got to ask a favor. 
I said, uh, the Phillies start to play. Well, all right, here's the thing. Uh, I've had a week, folks. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> so I called Lily and I said, hey, uh, Wednesday, I'm probably going to have to start the podcast a little later. And she understands that I've had a week. She's like, oh, man, wh- whatever you need, I, that's fine, whatever you got to do. And I said, okay, because the playoffs start Wednesday and the Phillies are on at 2 o'clock, so i got to watch the game. And she's like, what? I said, yeah. She goes, so it has nothing to do with everything else that happened this week. And I said, no. And she's like, oh, whatever, fine. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. And Because here's the thing. Uh, we have to work our recording schedule around Lily's Vicodin ingestion. <laughs> Because uh, I, I need her president accounted for while I'm doing this goddamn show. And uh, as much as I think it would be sexy to see her in her half shirt drooling, I don't think it's going to benefit the recording of the show in any way. So uh, I, I, she's like, all right, you got to let me know for sure what time you're coming over then because then I can space out the Vicodin and make sure I'm okay and I'm not in pain and da-da-da. And I'm like, all right, I that's fine. Although part of me wants her to pass out. Because uh, then, you know what I can do? I can uh, uh, I can shake the couch and, and watch her uh, uh, jiggle around like she's hopping around. <laughs> How rude would that be? What a horrible, creepy, that's an SVU type of statement. That's not good. Don't pass out. All right, so. Uh, so I told her I had to be late for the Phillies, and she she was like, all right. Um, so I watched the Phillies game today, folks, and uh, I got I it. Uh, dude, dude. Game one of the playoffs featuring Doc Halliday. And uh, look, we all know Roy Halladay's the greatest, right? Uh, he cemented that today because he throws a, a no-hitter in the playoffs. Are you shitting me? And the thing is, here's the thing. All right, I, I am so excited for the Phillies, and I want to win. I want them to win the World Series. And look, we all know sports don't matter until they do. Okay, you get that, right? Uh, but, I, I mean, dude, the, a fucking no-hitter in the playoffs? And that's the thing is, they wanted to go crazy and celebrate, and the fans did, and then they kind of they hugged Doc, and they were jumping around on the, on the field. But then I think they all kind of had this realization like, well, you know, we're still in the playoffs. I mean, we, we have to win like 10 more games. And so they wanted to celebrate. But it was that weird thing where they can't celebrate because, I mean, how do you top this? You top it by winning the World Series. That's the only way you can top this because they, they win game one with a no hitter and uh, his debut and the fucking fans going crazy. And now, you know, if they lose three in a row, it doesn't really matter. I mean, so they have to win the World Series or this. It's such a weird, odd feeling. Uh, but it is, I will tell you, it is amazing that I watched it. It is also the first no-hitter I've ever watched live happen as it happened. Um, I've jumped into no-hitters in like the ninth inning or the eighth inning when I heard they were going on and I saw them end. Uh, I will, the only other no-hitter I saw in my life, um, and this will tell you the extent of what a horrible, crazy, weird fan I am, folks. When I was a kid, uh, a guy named Joe Necro threw a no-hitter for the Houston Astros, and he no-hit the Atlanta Braves. Well, uh, when I was a kid, TBS used to show all of the Braves games, like GN, WGN. They were super stations, so they would bring you all these teams, or all these games. And so uh, TBS showed the game live, and they showed the no-hitter happen. But what TBS would do is at 2 in the morning, they would repeat the game. They would show the game again in the middle of the night. So uh, even though it was a school night, I believe, uh, I stayed up until 2 in the morning, and made myself watch the no-hitter so I could see what a no-hitter was like if you were to see it happen. So I wanted to watch it unfold. It's like I talked about how Hunter S. Thompson typed out the Great Gatsby word for word because he wanted to know how greatness unfolds. I made myself watch Joe Negro's no-hitter because I wanted to know what a no-hitter looked like when you watched the full game and to see the tension build. You can't just jump. You know, it's cool to jump in in the 8th or the ninth, but to watch it from the beginning is crazy. But that was a replay. Today, I actually watched a no-hitter happen. And you get that feeling in like the fourth inning, and then and the thing is that the, uh, here's weirdness. How's this full circle? You know what channel the game was on today? 
TDS. You're goddamn right it was. Come on, that's odd. And not only was it on TBS, but now it is preserved on Carl's in Carl's belly for all eternity. That's right. I hit save. Boom. That that is saved. Saved. It's on there with uh, the third period in the overtime of the Blackhawks winning the, the Stanley Cup. That's right. That's saved in Carl's belly. All right. It's not like Phil's belly in the bedroom, which is filled with Oprah's. Ugh. There's like eight Oprah's, eight Letterman's, eight episodes of the Pacific, uh, and then the Christmas mass. Oh. Oh, and, and also, you know what else is on there? Uh, Barack Obama's... Uh, inauguration or not his inauguration but the thing he did on the uh the at the capitol where like garth brooks was there and B bruce springsteen and all these guys was a celebration of barack i don't know what the fuck it was but whatever it is it's three hours in in phil's belly in the bedroom <laughs> phil's belly is full of barack and uh and it's funny that this provides actually one of the best moments ever because garth brooks was on and uh and i gotta be honest best moments ever that might be overselling this quite a bit i, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is one of the best moments ever, but it, it was one of the another moment where Karen was able to get mad at me and hate me. Um, she's watching Barack and Garth Brooks was on, and I said, "Garth Brooks, how do they unearth Garth Brooks for this celebration?" And she goes, "She, I mean, it was so weird, almost like she remembered that they said it, so she had to say it." But she was laying in the bed and she just looks at me like a robot. It was almost like a Stepford wife. Her head turned and she just goes, "He's America's favorite entertainer," and. <laughs> And meant it wasn't like she was being goofy or silly. I think because she was so mad. Because all right, let's put it this way: I kept coming in during the show and going, "My Angela, what the fuck is she doing there?" And I would walk out. Like anybody who was on, I would shit on it because I couldn't believe she was spending three hours watching Barack shiver in on the steps of the Capitol or whatever the fuck he was doing. I don't remember what it was, but like Oprah was there and all. You know, it was that thing? It was the melange of the. I think the Black Eyed Peas might have shown up and you know that thing. Literally, I'm not kidding, where every middle-of-the-road piece-of-shit act you could think of showed up. Even Spr you know, I don't mean to say that about Springsteen. Look, I like Bruce Springsteen a lot. Okay, And I don't mind Garth Brooks. If you like Garth Brooks, that's great. And the Black Eyed Peas. If you like those people, great. But I just couldn't understand why they were all in peacoats saluting Barack Obama in the cold. So I walked in, and Karen's, every time I would walk in, there was some new person on, and she just was so sick of it that finally when I walked in with Garth Brooks, and she just looked with her head completely, and like not even mad, or, or or happy, just a, a like a completely straight face, like a robot. You know what she was? She was a Garth Brooks loving robot. She's got friends in mechanical places because she fucking just she whipped her head around. She was just like zink. I almost heard it. You know, I actually heard like beep up. Like there was a, a, I could hear the gears churning in her head, and she spun around like, and she goes, "He's America's favorite entertainer." Like like almost like that, and uh, there was like a beat, and I went, "You did," and it was one of the all right. Have you ever said something so stupid and you realize it in a second, but there's that second that passes and you want to get out, you, before somebody else busts your balls, you want to go, I have no idea why I just said that. It was the stupidest thing in the world. Well, literally, I was so taken aback. She just says, he's America's favorite entertainer. And there's a beat. And I, I was going to go, oh, my, you're not serious. And right when I was about to do it, she goes, shut up. I know. I know. Like, she wanted nothing to do with it because she even she couldn't believe she said it. She was taken over by the spirit of, like, George Jones floating around our house and instilled her with the country spirit to back up Garth Brooks. But she was so mad. Literally, she would have said anything. It didn't matter who the fuck was on there. It could have been, you know, Jerry Lewis spinning a propeller hat. It could have been fucking anyone at all. Duran Duran, they're America's favorite entertainers. She wouldn't have cared. It could have been me. They could have been listening to a podcast of me, and I could have come in and said, what the fuck are they listening to me for? And she was like, you're America's favorite entertainer. She didn't give a shit. She just wanted me to get out of the fucking bedroom. 
And yet still, that's on, and she'll watch it now. She'll turn it on and watch it. I'm like, why are you watching it? Jesus Christ. You know, Phyllis, just give Phil a break. He doesn't want Barack in his belly. Cut it out. Erase it. <sighs> so, yeah, so I got, uh, right now, I got Carl. Uh, his belly's full of Phillies right now. It's awesome, and Blackhawks, and uh, uh, what else is in there? You know what else is in there? Bye Bye Birdie. I just taped Bye Bye Birdie the other day, Dick Van Dyke. Because I, I don't care. Look, I don't give a shit about Bye Bye Birdie. I don't know anything about it. Don't want to know anything about it. All I know is on Mad Men, like a season or two ago, they dealt with the fact that Anne Margaret was in Bye Bye Birdie. And I, look, all right, I think we all know, folks. Uh, I would stab five of you to fuck Anne Margaret. I mean, it's not even a secret, right? You guys all realize that. And, uh, and I don't. Let's think of the scenario where that would occur. How would that even happen? Like, I would have to be in a bar with five listeners. I, would, I don't even know how they show up. Or maybe I'm at my show. I'm at, you know what? I'm at my show, and these people are very nice, and they come up to me to shake my hand and say, hey, we enjoyed the show. And somehow Ann Margaret rolls in with Roger Smith. Boom. I'm sorry, folks. I, whatever's handy. A fucking pen knife, a Swiss Army knife, a, 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 a fucking ice pick. I don't care. You guys are getting it. Five of you. Anyway, at least five of you. And then I get through, and I get Ann Margaret, and I bend her over a table and tag her right there in front of her crippled husband. All right. So uh, I enjoy Ann Margaret. But I did not know anything about Bye Bye Birdie. I don't know anything about Ann Margaret. Look, I know Ann Margaret from Tommy and, uh, Car- uh, you know, Carnal Knowledge because she's naked. And uh, and then other, uh, what else is she in that I know? Oh, and Viva Las Vegas. Oh, Jesus Christ, Viva Las Vegas. Oh, God. I have never wanted to be pants more in my life. <laughs> Watching Ann Margaret sashay around in that fucking outfit. Holy God. You gotta be shitting me. Ann fucking Margaret. She is so hot that I would go, I would, you know what I would do? I, I would fucking, I would find two hookers and make them call themselves Anne and Margaret just to say I fucked Anne Margaret. That's what I would do. So I watched Mad Men a couple of years ago and they had a, a, a whole episode around the opening of Bye Bye Birdie where Anne Margaret is singing and then she sings at the closing too and gee, oh, yeah. and that's the thing in the, in the beginning, because all I've seen are those two clips. In the opening, she's very young because she's sad that he's going to the army. But at the end, she's, I guess, come full circle and she's kind of like grown up. And But when I say grown up, I say it the way a little kid would. Like, I'm grown up. And you stick your little lip out. That's what Anne Margaret is at the end of that movie. Because she actually, she she does this, she does the Charles like tit shake at the end too. And you're just like, I. this movie I think is from 61 or so. I don't even know when the fuck it's from. All I know is I don't know how men got out of the theater without jerking off. I don't know how... Like, that is a movie, I, you have to sit back row for that movie or else you're going to walk out of there with, with, you know, styling gel in your hair. I mean, honestly, that whole fucking theater, every single showing is going to wind up covered in cake frosting because every guy in the joint has got to be thinking, oh, I can't, I, I cannot escape here without jerking off to this girl. I have to do it. Her memory's good enough, but she's so hot. You want to, because look, all right, I often, you know, you can bring the memories and you can jerk off to those for the rest of your life, but... She was so hot. You had to jerk off in the moment because you hoped she was seeing you from the screen. Like, and you were giving her an offering. It was almost like you were an ancient Indian tribe, and this was your offering to her because she had you wanted to you wanted to compliment her. Almost like compliments to the chef. You're like, you are so fucking hot. I got a spill seed right here. I hope you're looking at me. Jesus, I hope. I pray that you can see me through the movie screen. God damn hot. But she's so in the opening. You know, at the end again. She's kind of mature, and she's like, I'm all grown up. And she's like, you know, bye bye, birdie. But that opening scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. And she's ah, oh, dude. Anyway. And the funniest part is in Mad Men, the, the Mad Men episode deals with the fact that all the guys are hypnotized by her. And there's this woman, Peggy, like other women in the office, Peggy goes, she acts like a baby. <laughs> and the guys are just like, yeah, 
Uh, I mean, like, literally, they have, there's nothing else to say. Just like, yeah, it doesn't, she's, because what was she, 16 in that movie or something, or 18? Holy God. She can't be 18. Because I tell you what, so I, again, I, all I know from that movie is the opening scene with Anne Margaret and the closing scene with Anne Margaret. And I, then the credits start, and it's like Dick Van Dyke is in it. I'm like, I don't, how the fuck is, I didn't even, why did you even film more? Once you film that opening scene of her singing Bye Bye Birdie, I wouldn't even do the rest of the film. I would just run that on a loop until the end when she had the grown-up scene. I wouldn't even explain how she grew, grew up. Oh, fuck. I, and, dude, I know you guys don't give a shit about my Aunt Margaret fetish, but who cares? All right. Uh, I'm rude at that. I just told listeners that I don't care what they think. Uh, I think I'm already on record. I would stab five of you folks. I, uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't even take a cross word about Aunt Margaret, so I'll stab five of you for that. I, look, I think the bottom line is I'm just looking to stab five people. All I need, don't give me a fucking excuse, folks. All right? I am just looking to stab five people, whether it's to get to Ann Margaret or to shut you up. Five people are going to wind up getting fucking ventilated. <laughs> All right. Uh, and to do that job, I keep a razor in my shoe because I'm bad boy Leroy Mike. All right. So uh so bye bye birdie so i don't know anything about it i just got the i got the bookends i got the opening end and i got the closing end which is all i need but it dawns on me when i tape the movie because I, I only taped the movie to see that opening scene so i watch it and then I, it dawns on me i go wait a minute this is a two-hour movie she's got to be in the rest of it right <laughs> so i all i do is i uh i tell carl i go carl let's let's ride and so i hit the fast forward button bloop, 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 and we wind up fast forwarding through bye bye birdie to get to her. Every time I see her, I stop. And I'm watching her. But dude, there's this dance scene at the end where she's like in a bar and she's wearing a um, magenta, I would say. It's it's because it's not pink, maybe hot pink, um, pants and top that match, but it's kind of like a crop top. So you kind of get a hint, a hint of belly. And she's wearing those little dance shoes and, uh, and she's sashing. She hasn't even grown into her sexuality yet. She's just, she's like a young cult. Oh my God. And she's just, <laughs> frolicking and doesn't even know that she's going to win the Kentucky Derby in a few years, man. She has no fucking idea. She's just happy to be up on four legs and moving. And I'm happy to have her doing it. So I'm watching her buck around and I'm like, oh, Jesus, somebody's got to fucking put a saddle on that and break it. And uh, and she's just romping around and she and she's doing this dance. She like leans, sits in this guy's lap and like leans back and then stands up. And if I'm that guy, I'm just like, you know what? Do me a favor. Just fucking laminate my lap because I'm never fucking cleaning it ever again. Actually, he probably laminated his own lap. Because he went off like a fucking busted sprinkler in his pants and just went, I'm never changing. That's it. I will die in these pants. I, uh, this, is a, this is a fucking, this is Ann Margaret seed, blessed seed. That ass sat on this lap and then I fucking pulled up right in there and forget about it. That's, it's magic. I, I could make an Ann Margaret ass baby just out of this by boiling these pants. Jesus God. All right. So, uh, so then she's dancing around and then she's doing these crazy, holy shit, really? She's doing these real, these dancing. I just got a time update, folks. Holy God. Look at your iPods. All right. So she's, uh. And then she's doing these dance moves. And she I will tell you this, uh, folks, by the way, uh, brace yourselves for more tales from the past from Mike Schmidt. Uh, she did this dance move where she's standing up and she uh, I can't I can't show you because I'm sitting down and I can't show you. I, I, I can't show you also because I've had a week, folks, that I will get to. But her leg like this, it says this is her legs. She goes like this and she does that jumping. And uh, uh, yeah, she's crisscrossing her feet behind one another, like in, out, in, out, in, out. Uh, I can do that. And I used to do it when I was uh, in the old days when I was bouncing at, uh, at the in Tahoe. Uh, I would dance like I would. This is when I would dance all night, and I lost a ton of weight. And uh, I could do that. Was actually my big move, folks. That was my big move on the dance floor. Is I would I could uh, jump kick like do, like you know and feet behind feet behind. And when when that came out, for, the party's starting, folks. At that point, let's go. 
people would see that and be like, who's the fat white guy with moves? Let's do this. And then I'd form a conga line. We'd go in the parking lot and everybody would blow me. All right, so. Uh, it was it was a it was a wonderful time back then. All right, uh, and yes, all right. I admit that's what I want Karen to do. I want her to get in a conga line with me and blow me in the courtyard. <laughs> Did, Did you know, know the forty-year-old boy is a dork? You're listening to the forty-year-old boy, and coming up next, the Velvet Rope. Let Big James and Chewy give you a peek behind the punching curtain. The hell are people doing picketing outside? Come on, Chewy, what happened last night? No, I heard nothing. You know the guy, you know Nikki's friend? The blind guy? Yeah, what's his name, the guy? Wallace. Yeah. You know, I, I always let him in because you know, he's a nice guy. I, I don't know why, you know, a blind guy wants to get in, but whatever. I let him in, no problem. Yeah? Last night, though, he shows up, he, he, you know, he shows up with a fucking CNI dog. You know what I'm dogs? He's a blind guy. Yeah, he wants to get in the club with the dog. I said, you can't fucking come in a club. It's a fucking dog. You can't come in the club. So he gets like, he starts getting like pissed off. You know, he starts getting mad, you know? A pissed off blind guy? <laughs> yeah, and the dog's starting to get mad. The dog's barking at me because I guess they kind of sense that thing, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. So the guy's getting worked up and it's getting worked up. And then next thing I know, you know, goes for me. Just goes for me. You're shitting me. No. So I, you know what I do? What'd you do? One punch. Knock him out. No One fucking punch. way. You right fucking out. knocked him out? How out. You, you fucking knocked out of what? <laughs> so I, what is this? Like National Association for the Blind is out there picketing now? No, it's. That's Peter. I fucking, I fucking knocked out the dog. <laughs> Your name's always on the list for the Velvet Rope on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. <laughs> fucking beagle. I may have mentioned to you folks that I've had a week. I, uh... <laughs> um, and it's a week I can't talk about. I can't go into it. Oh, well, not, I mean, I can talk about some of the week, and I will. And I already have. Uh, in fact, I've covered everything. <laughs> Stupid. Um, no, I, uh... I will tell you this, all right, this is, I, I'm going to try to deal with vagaries and dance around this, but I did last week's podcast, okay, I did last week's show, and then I left Lily's house, uh, and I wound up going to my house, and then my wife and I went out, and uh, as we were out, um, my wife and I had a car accident, and uh, I, I can't say anything more than that, because I'm now in the machine. Uh, there's insurance companies and lawyers and, uh, you know, ambulances and everybody else involved and talking and getting things squared away. Uh, the, the one thing I will tell you is that my vocal cords work. So, uh, I'm able to do the show, but other than that, I cannot, uh, go into it. I can't speculate. No, no, folks don't ask. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I'm, I'm not allowed, I'm not at liberty to discuss anything just yet. Uh, and I can tell you that I'm very disappointed about that because A, I figured it would be the entire show. Um, and as a matter of fact, last week, uh, you know, this happened, I came home and it was before I wrote the email blast and everything. So people on my email list, you, you know, you didn't receive the email until like five in the morning or six in the morning. And I even wrote, uh, uh, I, um, I'm typing this really late, but the good news is I have next week's show covered. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, that's a thinly veiled excuse for not wanting to type too much, but there's a reason I can't. Um, and, uh, y you know, uh, I can't, again, I can't go into it. I want to, believe me, folks, if I have something to talk about and I can't talk about it, holy <laughs> fuck, because I am the worst fucking 
Gladys Kravitz peeking through the window, fucking lady parts, gossip head asshole in the world. I am terrible. So I'm just, I just want to spill. All I want to do is talk and talk and talk. And you know that. We all know that. Uh, and to have something that I've been so expressly forbidden to talk about, which is even worse. Because then when they're like, you can't talk about it, I'm like, oh, man, I definitely got to talk about it now. Because we all know that I'm counter-establishment and I'm, I'm very much a rebel. Uh, so, but I cannot talk about it. And again, like I said, it's too bad. Um, I, cause I thought I had an entire show. I figured this whole show would be covered and filled with, uh, anecdotes and me talking about what had happened. Um, but my greater regret is that I can't use the picture that Max painted because, uh, I had to talk to him, you know, I had to tell him I was in the accident and, uh, he immediately fired off a picture and, and it's, it's folks, it's unbelievable. Eventually I'll tell the story. Eventually, uh, everything will straighten itself out. And that's the good news. We're in episode 28. Uh, I usually say, oh, Christ, account. I got 24 more of these to do. No, I got 23 more of these to do because one of them I know is covered. <laughs> so there'll be one of them where I don't have to birth a comedy baby. That baby's already been birthed. He's in an incubator. He's a preemie. That baby's a preemie. All right, that comedy baby's a preemie. And right now he's being, uh, he's under supervision and we can't talk about it. We don't want to jinx this preemie. Uh, we're going to hope he's going to come through and everything's going to turn out okay. But good or bad, no matter what the ending, eventually I, this preemie will be raised to, uh, to certainly to puberty and maybe to even to adulthood. And then you'll be exposed to that preemie. I cannot wait to expose my preemie to you folks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I can't uh, talk about it now. I've probably said too much now. I'm, I'm, I, hold on, there's a knock on the door. Who's that? Oh, my lawyer. All right. Uh, so whatever. The bottom line is I can't talk about it. But um, suffice it to say, again, my voice works. And as long as my voice works, I can probably do a show, I think. We'll see. Um, but, God, the picture of the painting is so gorgeous. I want to use the painting. Uh, it's great. But eventually, someday, folks, you'll see it. And, uh, but I have, I have had a week, still a week on top of that week. Uh, because when that stuff happens, you just, I, oh, I can't, oh, Christ, I can't talk about it. All right. So, uh, um, but I, I, I will tell you that I, I uh, this week, I talked about this last week. Um, I had scheduled an outing. Uh, I don't know if an outing is right. Yes, an outing. Uh, I'm going to make a picnic basket and hold hands with somebody and skip. Um, I scheduled, uh, th there's a woman listener to the show who I mentioned she didn't want to say her name. Now I can say her name. Simone is her name. So Simone is a listener to the show and she came to the one man. And there's a segment of the one man where I make fun of the smart. Uh, basically saying I'm really smart and I've never, you know, whatever the fuck. And I, you know, I'm an idiot and I'm Mensa, blah, 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 whatever. I go off on a rant. So she, uh, sees the show. She enjoys it. She's very nice and complimentary and, and in person. About a week later, she sends me a note and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, I administer that kind of stuff for a living and that I'm going to be in Southern California. I would love to test you if you'd be interested. And, uh, I, of course, immediately when I am in, fuck it, I'm in, let's do this. Because I, at that point, I think we were at episode 23, and I went, fuck, I got 28 more of these to do. Aha, 27. Because I know that if I take that test and talk about it, that show's covered. Boom. So that preemie is squared away. My my uh, my testing preemie is done. So uh, I said, yeah, I'll take the test. And she said, there's a short test and a long test. And I go, I, you know, I'll take them both because I don't, I don't even know how it works. Fine, test, give me all the tests. Blood test, I'll take it. Done. <laughs> Uh, but she's like, no, there's a, uh, it's, if you're going to do them, if you're, if you're willing to do the long one, then we'll just do the long one. There's no point in taking both. And she's, I said, well, when will I hear the numbers? When will I get these results? She goes, oh, we'll have them immediately. I can tabulate them right there. And I said, uh, great. 
because uh, now I start to realize, oh, yeah, I got to go take a test. Now, look, I have never cared about tests. I told you, I would when I was a kid, I would get a test and I would be done with it as fast as I could write it. I mean, I'm, I'm a dick that way. It's like I would, you know, I would flaunt it, even though I would then, you know, fail. I wouldn't turn into any homework at all, but then I'd get a C because I passed every quiz, whatever, idiot. Uh, but I was up for this test and I was like, well, what kind of test is it? She's like, oh, it's an, it's an actual IQ test. And I'm like, you know, I've taken these tests. I've taken IQ tests and I, I have a general idea of what the number of my IQ is. And, and, uh, so, but she's like, well, this is an official test. And I don't even know what that means. Like, does that, I have to sit up straight. What the fuck does that mean? An official test. Uh, is the guy who invented it going to be there? Or is there, you know, some, you know, Einstein's going to show up. Einstein's going to show up and he's going to point at me and then I'm going to fucking, you know, choke him out or something. I'm going to say, yeah, fuck you, Einstein. All right. Uh, so what it is, is, I, you know, she said, I will administer, cause I took a bunch of tests when I was a kid in school. They sat down and they gave me those standardized tests and I had to do Scantron and, you know, they, you know, dog is to peach, whatever the fuck. So she's like, well, I can give you a test. I, I, all right, done. So we scheduled it and I had to take this test, uh, yesterday, Tuesday, October 5th. And, uh, she comes to town, Simone comes to town and, 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 uh, I had agreed to it and then. The aforementioned uh, week interfered. I mentioned, uh, did I mention that I've had a week, folks? Uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, uh, I wind up having the accident. And um, then, like I said, there's all sorts of appointments you need to keep. There's all sorts of things that you have to do and people you have to see and, and uh, phone calls. And you have to be home, you know, in a window where they call you. Because uh, apparently, uh, a lot of these people are like the cable guy. They're like, hey... I might call you between 1 and 5. Are you going to be home? Uh, I guess I am now. Yeah. Not like I'm going anywhere. I, I, whatever. I can't get into it. So I actually think that I might have to postpone with Simone, which I don't want to do. I got to be honest. Cause I, I was already in full preparation mode, folks, for this uh, IQ test. Because that's right. I'm coming at it like a goddamn Olympic athlete. I'm not fucking around here. Uh, I, I did, I, you know, I, I decided I'm going to take some online IQ tests. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, I, you know what? I also decided I wasn't going to have sex the week before the test. <laughs> Seriously, because I, because uh, I, I, you know, I, I go ahead and table that because that's what you do. It's what an athlete does. An athlete goes ahead and abstains before a great camp, a uh, big competition. So I said, all right, I'm gonna, and then then I have the accident, and uh, oh, lo and behold, taking care of for me. I don't even have to worry about it, <laughs> but I can't get into it. Uh, so, uh, but I, I was already full on into preparations. I'm excited, but I got Now I got to contact Simone and tell her that this might not happen, which is a drag. Um, but so before that, even I'm preparing, like I said, I'm taking online IQ tests and uh, folks, here's what I'm going to tell you about online IQ tests. Um, you know what is an indicator of a low IQ taking online IQ tests? <laughs> Don't take online IQ tests because here's what I did, folks. Uh, I took three online IQ tests. Same thing happened at the end of every single one of them. I don't know why it was going to change. I thought I don't know why I thought it was going to be different, but yet I continue to fucking take it. That's an indicator that you have a low IQ. Let me tell you that right now. Because what happens is you go to the IQ test and it's like, oh, guess what? We've got 30 questions for you to figure out what your IQ is. Fantastic. Let's do it. That, uh, that hexagon goes here and these fish are like this dog because of this. And you answer all the stupid questions. And then at the end it says, all right, give us your email address. We will email you your score. And then you put in your email address. And I always, I have a, a dummy email. Whenever anybody asks me for my email, I have a dummy email that I, I, cause I have, look, I have five different email accounts. All right. But then I have one specifically another one. That's a junk. That's I, whenever anybody asks for my email, I give them this one. I go, here you go. Uh, uh, any company or any robot, let's put it that way. Like these guys who want to send me my IQ score, uh, or any, you know, porn person who's like, Hey, what's your address? Um, there's not a lot of porn people asking for my address anymore. Uh, so, but I give these guys this dummy address and that, thankfully I did because then the next screen, it says, 
all right, your IQ test is only $10 for the results. You need to go ahead and fill out your credit card information. They wanted to sell me my credit card. They wanted to sell me my IQ results. All they wanted was my email address. They harvested my email address at the end of the test and then said, one more step, just give us your credit card information for $10. We'll give you a full breakdown of what your intelligence is. And uh, so you immediately go, well, fuck you. And you shake your fist at the computer screen and you leave. Then you Google IQ test and you go to a different site. And then you take their test and you go, well, okay, I mean, come on, they're not going to pay. They're not going to charge me anything. And then at the end, they ask for your email address. And they go, well, here's my dummy email address. Enjoy that. And they go, fantastic. Only one more thing. You just need to fill out all of this personal information and then we'll give you your intelligence breakdown, uh, including your name and your phone number and your address and uh, your spouse's name. And oh, also, we'd like to know what your credit card number is because we will sell you these results for only $14. So you immediately say, fuck you, and you shake your fist at the computer screen, and then you Google IQ test, and you go to a third different place. That should have just been my test. I should have just called Simone and said, hey, I just took three of these in a row, and I gave three different people my email address, and, and they all want me to pay. And she would have said, you don't need to come in on Tuesday. I'll mock up your intelligence. Why don't you just go ahead and give me your email address and 15 bucks, and I'll take care of it for you. Jesus Christ. But that's what I did. I, I mean, I guess it was, I looked at his preparation anyway, because I was, you know, I don't need to know what they, the, the online people say my IQ is, but I took the tests and I did whatever I had to do. And it was just getting myself in a test taking mode because, you know, like I said, you, Mensa, they always want to know if you're going to be in Mensa and they give you that test like in the Sky Mall magazine and all that kind of shit. I'm like, how, seriously, how fucking hard is it to get into Mensa if your test is in the in-flight magazine and I'm kicking the shit out of it when I take it? <laughs> all right. So uh, I finally decide, you know what? It looks like I'm going to have a window, so I'm going to be able to go and take the test. So I contact Simone, and uh, she's like, great, come tomorrow. I, this is Monday. I contacted her. I told her I was going to be there. So, uh, um, you know, Monday night is spent, you know, doing whatever. I was. I considered going to the T's because Lily was there in her wheelchair. I was like, all right, that might be, you know, a thing to do and help her out. But I'll be honest, uh, not a lot of movement going out of my house either, but I can't get into it. So, uh, so Monday happens, and then I actually, um, you know, spent Monday night. Oh, I had a thing happen Monday night that I... Oh, I can't. Yeah, again. Uh, this, this, this show's been redacted. Uh, this show should just have a black bar over it. All right, so uh, the show, it'll sound like when you get those tapes, when they ordered, like, the tapes from Nixon and had all those, like, huge gaps. We should we should actually do this. We should just look at 26-minute silence gap and everybody's, what the fuck is that? And then in fucking five years, David Frost will ask me about it. I'll be like, what, dude? Uh, and then, you know, we'll interview me down and whatever the fuck, where, where is San Clemente? All right. So, uh, <laughs> so then Monday, uh, you know, I do that. So then I, I'm like, well, fuck, I got to get some sleep and I haven't been sleeping, uh, because I, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned to you that I had a week, uh, but I can't go into it, but uh, I've been sleeping in bursts and whatever. So, um, uh, I, I, Tuesday comes finally and I wake up and, uh, I check on Karen. She's okay. And, uh, she, you know, she's sleeping and, um, well, she keeps she keeps sleeping in and out. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, and thankfully, you know, there's no bloop bloop bloop. You know, because she'll come in the room. Oh, uh, whatever. So I'm in bed, and it's the afternoon because my I live upside down, as you folks know. And uh, and I, but I I woke up and I was like, uh, you know what? Before I get out of bed, I'm you know, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you folks. I, I woke up in a uh, in an amorous state. All right, I, some of us have done that, right? Men do it. I'm sure ladies do it too. Uh, so. I wake up and I'm like, well, you know, no problem. I'll just, I'll jerk off before I get out of bed. So I, I did. I took care of business yesterday. Uh, I jerked off and, uh, I'm about three quarters of the way through and, uh, you know, 
Karen and her friends are in my head doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Everything's proceeding the way it's supposed to go. And, uh, and I'm right about at the end of it. And uh, it dawns on me, I'm in fucking training. <laughs> I spent a week not doing this. I didn't jerk off. I didn't have sex. I mean, granted, there was a, a thing that happened that prevented me from doing some of that. But uh, there was a pur- I was a purpose. I was, I was living a purposeful life. I was on purpose not jerking off or doing any of that because I'm getting ready for this big test. And now I get this test in two hours and I'm jerking off. And by, by the time I'm finished thinking about this, I fucking spray my smarts all over the goddamn place. All this stuff I'd sat on, everything I'd held in, and boom, that's it. I, I just, I shoot about 40 IQ points all over myself. And I'm like, oh, no. God damn it, you waited. You were you were saving yourself. You were, you were going to be the best you you could possibly be, and now look what you did. Now you're here sticky and dumb. Oh, God damn it. So I don't know what the fuck, now I'm like, I'm just sitting there, and I'm just laying there feeling dumber because I forgot. That was the thing is I completely forgot because you don't think about it. All of a sudden, you're just like, hey, look, he's there. He's in town. Why don't I give him a workout? You know what I mean? You're like, I'll go ahead and take care of that. And by the time I even, you know, put made sense of it, and went, oh, dude, you're not supposed to think. Because at that point, I can't turn it off. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in a position where I'm, 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 like I said, I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm going to blue ball myself before the fucking IQ test. That's even worse. Then how the fuck am I going to concentrate on how a dog is to a sheep like a tree is to a bush? I can't do that. So I fucking finished and just laid there stupid. And I'm like, God damn it. So I get up and I grab a shower and I, you know, get ready to go. And I, you know, square Karen away and whatever. So then I got to contact Simone and find out where I'm going. And, uh, and she gives me the address, which is fine. I Google map it. And I got a lady who lives in my car who tells me how to get places anyway. So I'm fine. So, uh. I get in the car and I don't, I didn't put it in the GPS. I just, cause I had the Google map. So, uh, I'm driving and, uh, I drive to the end of the, all right, I have to get on the freeway before I get on the freeway. I go, dude, you can't, cause I, I was just in an accident. Why am I going to put myself in a position where I might have to read something and, and follow directions? I go, fuck t- You got a GPS, use it. Wake up the lady who lives in your car and never tell you where to go. <laughs> So I pull off and I, I look at the, I get the address and I punch it in. And uh, so I leave and I get in the freeway and I'm driving and it's telling me where to go left, right, left, right. And I'm going this place and um, I'm driving and uh, I get to the street where I think I'm supposed to go. And uh, the GPS lady is taking me to a completely different place. Like there's no, the street, oh it like doesn't match. And I'm, I mean, I'm like, wait a minute. And it's a really uniquely named street. So I'm like, wait a minute, this this doesn't make any sense. Where, she's going left, right, left, right. And I'm, now I'm in a neighborhood. And I'm like, there's no way it's in a neighborhood. Because I thought I was meeting at a library or something. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so now I'm, I'm in a fight with the lady who lives in my car. I'm like, no, this isn't where I'm supposed to fucking go. And um, so then I, find, I finally, she takes me out. Turns out she's right. All right, she gets me to that neighborhood. I am in a neighborhood. Uh, but then I pull in and I, I turn on the street where I'm supposed to go. And... Uh, I'm I'm running a little late. I had to tell her that I was going to be a, a skosh late. So I, I turn up this street, and I'm on the right street. But as I'm driving, I'm looking for the address, and uh, the GPS like it won't find the address. So I have to pull, I actually have to pull over and like look at the GPS and then look at the Google Maps. Here's what I did. I'm going to a like say I was going to like one two three eight Smith Street. Unit one, okay, but it didn't say Unit one on the Google Map. So I was like, why did it put a one over there? 
Oh, how did that? So I put one two three eight one Smith Street instead of one two three eight Unit One. Like this weird. So I, folks, I have a head injury. All right, so let's just tell you. I'll tell you that. So that might be playing something into it. Okay. And again, I can't get into it. But uh, but I started. I transposed the numbers somehow, and I punched it into the GPS, and it took me to you know all the way down the end of the street. So finally, I had to reset it, and I punched it in. I I passed the house. I passed where I was supposed to be. And I'm taking it in an apartment complex. So uh, I pull in and I, I park and uh, I walk up there. Simone, she's very nice, and I didn't want to tell her about my fucking you know <laughs> stupidly punching. In. I'm here to take an IQ test. The last thing I want to say is, hey, I don't even have my GPS squared away. So she says to me, she's like, did you find it okay? And I go, oh yeah. I uh, said I got a lady who lives in my car, tells me where to go. It's fine, because I don't want her thinking I'm stupid right from the jump. Give me a chance to prove I'm stupid. Uh, so uh, so I park. We go in. And uh, uh, I meet Simone's friend. He's there. And uh, she tells me I'm, I'm taking the test upstairs. So uh, I have to bring up furniture. Like there's chairs and a table we got to bring upstairs. So now I started to wonder if it's just this elaborate ruse to get me to move furniture. Like all of a sudden I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, wait a minute. Am I taking a test or am I just, am I redecorating your fucking apartment? What the fuck's going on here? So I go, all right, and I'm trying to be polite and nice because this woman doesn't know who I am. You know what I mean? She just she's met me once and listens to the show. So as far as she knows, she, I'm just a, an idiot. You know what I mean? Uh, who she's ready to defeat with her her crazy evil IQ test. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. Now is that all right? I just put my feet up. Is that banging into your couch? All right. So uh, she's very nice. I take a chair upstairs, and uh, I will tell you this: she then comes upstairs with her her bag of she's got a bag of stuff, and um. She's got books and forms and all this. And then she gives me uh, two propels. Wow. She brought two black cherry propels and a container of supplies from Trader Joe's. No way. Hands them right to me. Wow. Yes, because that's brain food, folks. We all know that that's brain food for me. And uh, so I, I just, I was, it was very nice of her. Uh, so I immediately took the, and I counted the whites in the, uh, <laughs> I did. I, I was started counting. I go, and there was 12. I counted 12 whites, and she just goes, oh, that's not a real good one, is it? I go, no, because it's good because there's less oranges. That's always key because that means in the middle it'll be, okay, and then I got home that night, and I counted them. This is, what, this is the breakdown of what she gives me. 22 orange, 34 blue, 17 red, 19 white for a total of 92, which is pretty good. Wow. Uh, and anytime that, that it's that low of orange, huh? Listen, I'm I'm nuts, but it was she was the one who brought it, and she made a good choice. It was good. It turned out it's squared away. As long as, if there's more blues than oranges, you're you're doing good because the oranges are just. And it was so funny. I go, I go. As long as there's less oranges, she goes, and she goes, those orange ones are awful. I go, ha ha. See, I'm not fucking crazy. Everybody agrees with me. So we set up this. We're in this empty apartment, and uh, we it's just me and her at a table. And I go, do I need a pen or paper? All that. She goes, no, you don't. She goes, it's just, you know, and I just figure it's just a test. You know, I'm a, I don't know if I'm going to fill out with a special marker what the hell I'm supposed to do. So she brings out these binders and she's got all this. And she goes, all right. So and she gives me the speech. This is a standard. Uh, let me find exactly the name of it. It's the Wexler Adult Intelligence Scale 4th Edition. And uh, it's it's a series of tests that test your verbal comprehension, your perceptual reasoning, your working memory, your processing speed, and then your full-scale intelligence, which is a common-sense test. And uh, <laughs> she's like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're gonna, there's going to be a series of questions, and I'm going to follow along, and I'm going to mark... She marks my answers. 
she actually asks me things out loud, and I have to answer them. Uh, and I, it's not like I get to, I can't do chis and bop. I can't. I don't have scratch paper. I don't have any of that bullshit. And some of it is timed, and some of it is not. Okay. So, uh, but I'm fine with it. I go fuck it. Let's do this because I'm excited. Again, I've got three of these IQ tests under my belt. I've been on a plane. I've taken these fucking tests before. Let's do this. So I'm ready for her to just start asking me questions, and I'm going to start answering questions. She's like, "All right, are you ready to start?" I go, yeah, how long is it going to take? She goes, probably about an hour and a half. It depends on you. I go, am I going for speed? Does speed matter in this? Because, again, that's my thing is I always want to be the first done and the fastest guy to take it. And she's like, no, some elements do require speed. Some don't. I'll tell you when. And she's got a stopwatch, so she's going to time me. So I said, all right. She goes, These first, this first one is, uh, is going to be timed. I'm going to time you on this. I said, okay. She goes, all right, let's get ready. She bends over, and she's sitting in a chair. She picks up. And she dumps out a pile of blocks <laughs> on the table. And I look at it, and I go, wait a minute. Do I have to build shit? And she goes, yeah, that's, that's part of the first section of the test. You're going to be, I'm going to show you a picture, and you're going to reassemble the blocks into that picture. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time you to see how fast it takes you to do it. Now, folks, I couldn't even punch an address into my GPS correctly. <laughs> and now I got to recreate a mosaic? I thought I was going to be asked questions that I could answer like a human being. I didn't think I was a fucking kid who's got to put together goddamn blocks and photo. God, I, oh, already this whole thing broke bad. It was like I walked right into a goddamn bear trap. I should have seen it coming. But it was nine blocks. On one side of the block, it was all the way red. On the other side, it was all the way white. And on the other side, it was six-sided, you know, blocks, like dice. And uh, a one corner would be red. The bottom right, you know, different corners would be red. It was all shaded red. And then she, she goes, you ready? I said, yeah. She goes, all right. Opens up the thing, and she shows me a pattern. And I have to reassemble the blocks into that pattern in, for speed. Dude, I, I mean, I, I almost wanted to leave. Like, I was just like... <laughs> I talk, all right? I talk. I don't build shit. That's my whole point is I'm bad with my hands. Unless I'm finger blasting somebody, I got no dexterity whatsoever. None. I mean, I'm decent with my hands in a sexual capacity, but if we get into anything else, forget about it. If I'm working a garden or fucking swinging a golf club, fuck all that. I'm finished. I got a decent grip, but unless you're asking me to grind these fucking blocks into dust, we're not going to be fucking getting anywhere. And then for speed. So sure enough, she shows the first picture, and I start to move the blocks around, and I'm trying to put it together, and uh, I, I finally, I build the first picture. I don't even know what the time was. I didn't even ask, because she's just timing. But I even, but I even go, I go, that was terrible. I'm like, I, the whole test, I'm commenting, and I'm doing it, doing it, and then, then she opens it up. There's this one, and you don't even see, like, the other ones are easy, because you can see the corners of the block. Like, I could put it together. If I put together the corners, then I can build from the inside out. Uh, but then she opens one, and it, it, this is where they fuck with you, is it's, it wasn't a square. It was on its side, kind of. So you have to tilt your head and look at it, or you have to try to figure out the colors. And uh, I started to fuck with it, and uh, I'm monkeying with it, and I'm going, and I'm going. And I'm, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it at all. And I just go, hey, uh, is there like a limit on this? She goes, oh, you passed the time limit a long time ago. <laughs> and... 
Simone, you're lovely, and I'm glad that you took this time to give me the test, but hey, fuck you. Tell me when I'm done. I said that. I finally went, I go, look, I'm not a monkey, all right? Do me a favor. If I'm past the time, tell me. She goes, well, I don't want to discourage you. I go, I understand, but I'm not five, all right? Don't, I'm sitting here with my thumb up my ass. It's pretty obvious I can't figure out the goddamn block puzzle. Do me a favor. Just go beep when we're done, and we can move on to the next one. It's not going to hurt my feelings. What hurts my feelings is you staring at me like I'm a chimp trying to fucking get a banana by pushing the right goddamn button. This is weird enough that you and I are sitting here at a goddamn patio table in an empty apartment. You came down from fucking, you know, the Bay Area to give me this test. I've given of my time. I've already been lost once. I got a head wound, which I haven't disclosed to you yet. And then you dump out a series of goddamn blocks. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm going to go take a nap in my crib. Call me when the rest of the test is ready. Cage or a crib. That's where I belong. That's it. I'm a fucking chimp or an infant because I can't put the... I'm playing with blocks and I can't put them together right. Cage or a fucking crib. So she goes, all right, well, there's another pattern. So she flips it over and I, I fuck with that pattern and I go, look, I don't, I don't have it. And then there was... A, I think there were five total and I think three of them I built. Two of them I did not. I go, look, I got to tap out. I don't know this one either. It was terrible. I did. I bailed. Yeah, I mean, because she did. She basically had me in a mental arm bar. She did. She put me, she fucking, she was mentally choking me out, and I had to fucking tap and get the ref to step in. Because I didn't realize that I was going to have to put together a Rorschach blot out of blocks. Fuck me. And then you start to get, then it's weird. You overthink things, because I got the patterns in the blocks, and then it's red and white, so then I'm like, well, does red symbolize something, and does the white symbolize something? What's going on? I don't even know. But uh, so that concludes the beginning of that, you know, of the block test. So finally, you know, she sweeps the blocks up and I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you throw those away. I never want to see blocks again. I don't want because I can't build shit. That's the whole point. I don't I talk. That's it. If I you know what? If you had two like illegal immigrants come in and I went, all right, move that block here, that block here, move that block. I probably could have gotten in much quicker. Make those guys do all the fucking work while I bark out the goddamn orders. But as far as telling me to build shit, you can take that fucking story walking. Horrible. So now that's the first fucking segment, and I already know I blew at least two of the five because I put together three, but I didn't know what the speed was, what the what the amount of time was, and then the two that I fucking was just terrible at. So now I'm like, holy shit, I'm already, I'm already a bum. I'm already dumb. And then I think if I hadn't jerked off, I could have built these goddamn puzzles. Story of my life. <laughs> so. We finished that, and then the next segment of the test, uh, and I hope I'm remembering this right. I, wa- I actually wanted to take notes during the test itself. Simone, you're going to hear this, and you're going to go, oh, that's not how it went. Well, it's kind of how it went. Uh, the next segment of the test that I remember is she's like, all right, you need to, uh, uh, they show you pictures, okay? Uh, they show you a picture of like a, it's like a red, yellow, and blue bullseye, and then at the bottom, they've got six elements, and you have to pick three of them to put together into that picture. Like, uh, so it's like there's, you know, a different curve or a different side or, you know, and you, and that's the thing is they're all flip-flopped and you got to figure out how the colors and the spaces all go together. Dudes, when are the tests with words? I'm not fucking Michelangelo, all right? I, I can't sit here and go, oh, this shade of red goes nicely with this blue. Fuck that. So I just start, and the thing is, she's she's very close. She's closer to me than you are. We're we're at a round garden table. So when I I say something, I see, I see her check it. 
And she she checks like three in a row. Like I I I flip it over and I go, all right, this this and this. She flips another picture. All right, I'll go with this this and this. And finally, I look up and I go, man, are you marking things wrong? Because if that's the case, like in my head, I'm like, I've already I've missed eight of these already. And she goes, no. She goes, I have to mark everything. There will be a mark, whether it's a right or a wrong or a. She goes, I have to make a mark no matter what. That's not, I'm not trying to get in your head with the, because it's in the silence of the apartment. I'll say like three, one, six. I hear the check mark and I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I'm, I'm trying to get through, I'm struggling to get through the, the picture test. And uh, after every segment, I would just go awful, terrible. Oh my God, how horrible. So I can't even imagine, like she's just had to sit there and deal with it. I, I even sent her an email afterwards. I'm like, thank you so much for putting together with my nonsense. You know, I, I or putting up with my nonsense. Because it was just, I would just go, this is terrible, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really, am I ruining this? And she'd go, no, don't worry about it. You can't worry about it. Um, and I'd say to her, I go, look, I'm not a child. Right? You, you don't have to coddle me. Tell me what's going on. And she goes, no, you're fine. Just take the test. She's trying to, now, now she's trying to corral me. Again, she doesn't even know me. And she's trying to empathize with me. So I get through the goddamn picture test. I'm through with the blocks. I'm like, wow, what the fuck? She goes, all right. She goes, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a series of numbers. I'm going to say them, and then you have to say them back to me. And uh, I'm like, okay. And so this isn't for speed. None of this is for speed. But she says like uh, 7, 14, 11, 12. And I have to say 7, 14, 11, 12. And then she'll say 8, 7, 1, 0, 8, 7, 1, 0. And she'll say 14, 18, 22, 1, 6, 6, 1, 3. You have to say 14, 18, 22, 6, 6, 1, 3. You have to keep. And then as it's going on, she's getting more and more numbers to where we're getting. We got up to nine. I think it was. She would say the numbers and I would have to say them back. And. Uh, folks, I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> she's saying the numbers and I'm saying them back. And, uh, and it was great because she's rooting for me. Simone is absolutely rooting for me. So she would say four numbers, and then I would say four numbers back, and then four numbers and four numbers back, and then she would say five, and here's how they would try to trick you. They would say, like, 11, 1, 18, 1, 2, 18, 1, 7. So they're repeating numbers, so you have to remember that those numbers are being repeated. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the trick, because they think if you hear one, you're just not going to hear one again, and you're going to completely disassociate yourself from it. And uh, fuck you. I, you're not getting, that's not happening to me, goddammit. I, I fucking beat the shit out of these numbers. She gets up to nine, a series of nine, and I'm saying them back to her. I'm saying them back to her. And, uh, and then there was the last one. It was nine. And, 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 I, and I just this, suppose this is what it was. I went eight, 14, eight, zero, zero, eight, 14, eight. And she goes, yes. <laughs> and she goes, how do you do that? And I go, do what? And she goes, how do you get the numbers? And I go, you break them up in series of three. And she goes, yeah? And I go, yeah. I go, you say the first three, and I know. So I, I memorize the three, memorize the next three, memorize the next three, and then I'm going to say them. And uh, then she goes, all right, we got to do them now, and I want you to repeat them to me backwards. So same thing. She starts saying them, and uh, I killed it. I fucking, she, again, up to nine, a series of nine, because what you do, again, it's a trick in your head. Uh, say it's, you know, even if it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, well, no, that's not good. We all know how to go backwards from nine. Never mind. But uh, but then again, with repetitive numbers, you take the first three. Like if she says one, seven, 14, in your head, you just go 14, seven, one. You, you know what I mean? And so you know what you're going to say back. So then, oh, 
and you just do it in your brain. So inside said 1471, and then she says 806, and you just go 1471608. And so then all I'm doing is I'm going 1471608, 1471608 in my head, and I listen for the last three, and I can say those right away, and then just go 1471608. You know what I mean? Like, so I can say it fast. It's a trick. You just do it in your brain. Um, and then she goes, all right, and now I'm going to say some numbers to you, and you have to say them to me in the numerical order they would come if you were counting. So... If she says like zero fourteen one six fourteen, you go zero one six fourteen fourteen. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to re-scramble them into the order that they would go. And uh, same thing, I fucking killed it. And at the end, she just she just goes yes. She goes, how do you do that? And I'm like, I, I it's a trick. You do it in your head. Uh, so I I'm now I'm feeling better about myself. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you. Now I'm like, you know why? Because the jerk off is wearing off. Uh, <laughs> My balls have replenished my smartness, and I'll, I'm back on. Uh, here we go. I'm back on the goddamn horse. Fuck your blocks and fuck your pictures. You want to talk about numbers and words? I am present and accounted for. But, you know, I'm I'm not smart, but I'm not dumb. All right, let's put it that way. <laughs> At least in the moment with numbers and words, that's that's for sure. Uh, it's like it's like that song. What was that song? Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah, and I'm that. You know what? I'm that too. Because of, uh, I had a week, folks. I don't know if I mentioned to you. So I'm not sick, but I'm not well. I can tell you that. And uh, I'm not smart, but I'm not dumb. God, I can. I need that song. I don't think I own that song. You know why? Because it's not on iTunes. Fuck, I love that fucking song. And I remember looking for it, and it's not on iTunes for some reason. It's on, like, the soundtrack of some movie. And uh, But you can't buy it. you got to buy the whole album, which I'm never fucking doing in a million years. Because all I want is that one song. I would actually buy, if Harvey Danger had their, you know, that album, I would get that album. But for some reason, Flagpole Sitter's not on iTunes. God damn it. I just reminded myself of that. That's a song I want. All right. Uh, I'm not smart, but I'm not dumb, folks. Although, uh, <laughs> the last 15 seconds might uh, kind of uh, tell you that that statement's not true. All right, so, uh, we conclude the numbers and things like that. So now we move into, uh, I think, or, and I, again, I it's all a blur, because again, I have a head wound that I can't talk about. But uh, <laughs> I believe the next segment of the test was the uh, the word thing, the the... How, oh, how are these, they, she gave me words and you have to say what they mean. Like you have to define them kind of. Uh, and th- here was the thing that, all right, this, this made me mad. I will tell you in the test with Simone, um, she would say a word and I would try to say what it meant. Like, like if she would say revelation, I would have to say, I would have to define what it meant. And I, but it's not a test of what you, cause I would say to her, I go, I know what these words mean. It's just explaining. She goes, yeah, that's what we're testing. This is to test whether you can express yourself. And, and explain what these things mean. Uh, so, and you know me, I, I'm verbose, so all I'm doing, which was one of the words, which uh, uh, <laughs> she said verbose, I said me. Um, but uh, yeah, check mark. <laughs> uh, but uh, so she had to give me words, but the one that I remember, the, the, the one that drove me crazy was she said uh, audacious. And I went ostentatious. And she goes, can you give me a little more than that? And I went, well, I mean, ostentatious means audacious, like very, and she goes, yeah, I need you to kind of elaborate though. Cause it's, I guess it's just a cheat to use one word to define one word, like that kind of thing. Cause, uh, and, or, all, or maybe she just thought <laughs> I was retarded and I was rhyming. Maybe that, that's what she might have thought. <laughs> she was like, she's like, I, like she said audacious and I just went ostentatious cause it kind of like fit together. So I had to explain it. And, uh, I, I'm apparently like, cause now again, as I think back on it, I could have done a much better job because, who I am as a person interfered a little bit in these tests because I wanted to try to talk. Say it again. That 
Well, the head wound didn't help. But, uh, but then I have to talk, and I have to try to explain. You know, I go, look, I know what these mean. It's just, uh, but I, I wind up talking, and I spin off in the tangents, and I wind up talking too much. I just didn't do the right thing. I, I guess I didn't do the right thing. So we finished that, you know, the word back and forth of the test. I, but the one that, I, audacious ostentation, that was the one that drove me crazy. I'm like, I just told you what it means. Although maybe it doesn't mean the exact same thing. It's it's neighborhood, uh, whatever, who cares? But that's not, it's an IQ test. Do what they're, whatever. Show your work. Yeah. So then she goes, how are you with math? We can skip this section if you want. And I go, well, no, I'm, I'm okay. Like, what kind of math? She goes, well, if you graduated like high school algebra, you should be okay. And I go, I did not. <laughs> she goes, well, then this might be one we want to skip. And I go, fuck it. We're here to take the test. Let's take the test. She goes, uh, I, go, I go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put a hexagon inside of a fucking octagon and all that bullshit. And she just goes, well, no, no, it'll be, isn't that great to tell your teacher? I don't know if I'm going to put a hexagon inside of an octagon and all that bullshit. She goes, well, no, it's like I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a sample question of what it is. It's like, uh, Jimmy's in line and there's 120 people in front of him. He lets 40 more people in line ahead of him. If three people a minute are seen, how many hours will it take for him to be seen? Like, you know, that, that, those bullshit word problems. So I'm like, oh, I can do that stuff. Uh... So then I proceed to get drilled about people on trains and people eating spaghetti and, you know, all that bullshit. Where it's like, I, I just want to know the guy who's writing those. He's just bored out of his fucking mind. He's like, Christ, Jim went to Hawaii on an, a sila train. He built the tracks over the ocean. How long did it take? What the fuck? You know, he's just, this guy's bored out of his skull coming up with these symbols and things to do. Um, so I'm answering these questions and uh, uh, these were for speed as well. Uh, the math questions you had to, you had to go quicker. Um, and I'm telling these all out of order. I know I'm getting this all screwed up because I wanted to take notes while I was there with Simone. Uh, but again, I have a head wound. Uh, no, no, I just, I, I didn't want to, I don't want to look like I was betraying her confidence. I also didn't want to look like I was cheating. I didn't want to be taking notes, but I, I can't remember exactly the order of the tests. Um, but I had to do all the word problems and stuff. And I, I thought I did okay on that, but I, I, I chilly dipped a couple, like the, the math and I was sitting there thinking there was one that was just, and I, I thought about it forever. And then I just went, I, I took a, literally, there's nothing worse than like this long explanation. You sit there forever and you just go, four. I mean, like, you know, you don't even know the answer. You think you know, because you're like, well, it's this. It's either this or this. I just got to figure out what it is. So uh, that happened. Then then comes this, uh, I, I apologize, I skipped this part. Then comes the pattern tests, where they'll give you four pictures and you have to figure out what the fifth picture is, or, or six pictures, you got to figure out what the first picture was. And uh, it's puzzles, and you have to identify where the, you know, because they'll give you. Uh. So I'm I'm sitting there looking, and um, there was one that I, ch I I messed one up, and I go, that was wrong, was it? And she goes, yeah, that was wrong. And I go, why? And she goes, because look, it's the pick, the balls are moving in the corners, and that's why. And I went, oh, so because I was trying to explain, I got one right, and she goes, how did you get that right? And I explained to her, I go, this goes here, and this goes here. You're you're you know you have to the process of elimination and all that kind of stuff. So then we came to one and she goes, no, I'm not going to tell you. She goes, this is the one that me and her, her partner downstairs, she goes, we didn't get, we didn't figure this one out. And when we saw the answer, we still couldn't figure it. We didn't know why it was right. She goes, so I'm just going to tell you, don't feel bad about this one. And she flipped it over and I'm looking at it. And, uh, it's got like a, it's got a red circle, a yellow circle and like a purple triangle. And the red circle and the yellow circle are next to each other. And the purple triangle is up in the right hand corner. And then in the next picture, the, the red and yellow circle are separated by one space and the purple triangles in the far left corner. Like, you know, it's a progression of six and you have to, I had to figure out what the fourth picture was. So I'm looking down and down at the bottom, you have five choices of which to select from. 
So I'm looking and I'm trying to figure it out. And I, I go, is there a speed? Is there a time limit on this? She goes, take your time. No, you can do whatever you want. So I'm not going to lie. I probably took like five or six minutes on this particular puzzle. And I'm going, because you can eliminate certain things right away. Because you look and you go, all right, well, obviously the red and yellow are on the left side. They wouldn't start on the left side again in this next. You know, I can't, folks, I can't explain without showing it to you. But you just you just know you you you're able to go process of elimination. It's like you even look for a color. Like on the bottom, there would be one with orange. Like there's no orange in any of the top squares. You're like, well, that one's eliminated. So then you've only got four to choose from. That's it's all a game. So uh, it is. That's all. That's all IQ tests are is a game. So I look at the bottom and I see there's a number number four. It's a sequence of six, and I'm trying to pick the fourth one. Well, what you need to do is instead of looking at the pictures as a sequence of six, you have to go. You know what? It's three and three. So I looked at it and I separated three and three because I'm and so what I instead of looking for the fourth in a series of six, I'm looking for the first in a series of three to match the previous series of three. And the only one that matched on the bottom was four, although there was something in it that was incongruous that didn't matter. But the triangle matched and the circles matched, but they were one spot off. And I'm going, wait a minute. Why would they move here? So I took about six minutes, and finally I look at her, and she goes, you know what, We should. you could probably just make a guess if you want. And I go, four. She goes, you're right. <laughs> and I go, yeah? She goes, yeah. Why would you say four? And I explained to her that again about the sequence of three instead of sequences of six. I, I, I try to explain it all. And it's funny because then she's looking at me like I'm a science experiment. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You feel like that because she's got the stopwatch and the pens and the test. And she she's uh, she also told me this, which I thought was interesting. Simone, is she can't take IQ tests. She doesn't know what her IQ is because she administers them. So she knows the answer. She knows all of the stuff. And she's like, I, I so I'm immune to taking them. And uh, and she told me a funny story. She goes, uh, she goes, I before we even took the test, she sat me down and she goes, look, you can't feel bad about what happens here. You can't like put too much emphasis on this. Don't worry. She goes, although I, she goes, I'm weirded out testing you. She goes, because, uh, she goes, I tested a girlfriend of mine once and, uh, she scored really low and I went, I can't date this person anymore. Like I can't, I, I, because you know, you find out about them. And, uh, she goes, so I don't want you to get all freaked out no matter what happens here. And I'm just like, well, uh, okay. I, again, I have a head wound. If I mentioned that, which I didn't, (laughs) um, so we, we finished the puzzles, we finished the test, but I thought it was great that she, she can't take the test, so she can just go, I, I'm immune to it, but you, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Like she, because she tested her girlfriend, and her girlfriend fucking was woeful, and she was like, ah, I gotta ditch this chick. Uh, so, so I get, I finish all the battery of tests, I finish whatever I'm gonna finish, and then she goes, hey, there's one section left. This is the common sense type of section. She goes, she goes, we don't believe in common sense because uh, common sense to one person might not be common sense to another. It depends on the environment and when you were raised. It depends on all of the things that happen. There's all different factors. So common sense isn't truly common. It depends on where you were, your, your atmosphere and your environment when you were, uh, you were raised. That is common to you. So I'm telling you, uh, you don't have to take this section if you don't want. And uh, I looked at her and said, you don't think I'm going to do very well on this section, do you? And she said, I'll be honest with you, I think this is going to be your weakest section. And all I could think to myself was, even after the blocks? I mean, you saw me stumble like a fucking blind gorilla through that goddamn nine block test, and you think I'm going to do worse on the common sense? 
Jesus Christ, I could have swallowed one of those blocks and not done any worse. Seriously, I could have just jammed them into my mouth and made like a crazy red-white smiley face. And she would have been like, fantastic, let's move on. I would have said, time my stupidity, it's at the speed of goddamn light. I got a mouthful of blocks. Holy shit. Terrible. And it's so funny, although, you know what? To her credit, she has to think that I would be weak at common sense, because if I had any common sense, I wouldn't have taken the fucking block test. If I had any common sense at all, I would have said, ah, I'm not good with blocks. Can we move on, please? So she gives me the the common sense test, and uh, and there, this was like weird. This was like just general trivia, and a way of, of how you express yourself. Like she said, who was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And you have to say who he was and what he did. Like that's it's. I guess it's just a general knowledge test. But then they asked, how many minutes does it take sunlight to reach the Earth? Dude, I I don't even think the Lord knows. Seriously, call God. He's like, I got no idea. Hit the switch. It's on. There you go. The speed of light. Yeah, but she wants to know minutes. I don't know what I don't know the I don't know fucking speed of light. I don't know what it is. I used to know that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then she said, "What is the uh, uh, the circumference of the Earth? It was uh, what's the you know? Because then they ask you what the what's the imaginary line? You say the equator, and then they ask the circumference of the Earth from one all the way around. I'm just like, dude, I don't. Can we get those blocks back out here, please? Because I. <laughs> Maybe I can build a full-scale model of the Earth and figure out the circumference. And while we're at it, we'll try to get some sunlight in here and figure out if I know what the fuck that means. So I finished the common sense thing, and uh, and I'm and then she's like, "All right, there you go." And uh, I'm just sitting there, and I, I and she starts grading it, like she starts tabulating everything. And I go, "Wait a minute!" I go, "You're doing it right now?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, "There's no more test to take, nothing." And she goes, "No." And I, and so now I'm like, "Oh, I just." I fucking passed on, like, the, the final two questions. Like, this is awful. I started out shitty with the blocks, and I ended shitty with the fucking circumference of the earth. God damn it. In the middle, there's a lot of genius about numbers and words, but fuck, everything else I fucking blew. Terrible. So I told her, I go, uh, I go, man, I don't, I don't even know if I want to know this. I go, because now I'm in my head. You know what I mean? I'm all fucking weirded out about it. And she goes, don't. She goes, listen, you can't, you can't let this beat you up or whatever. And now... Every time she says that, I think that she knows how bad it's going to be because she gives these tests for a living. That's what she does. She's like, you can't be beaten up. You can't even worry about it. Don't you know, this is just I, this is not an indication of how smart you are. And I'm like, oh, no, don't please. I'm not a child. You don't need to spin it for me. Trust me, I'm going to feel horrible no matter what the fuck happens. So don't don't worry about it. I already feel terrible. Jesus Christ. I, I'm waiting to get a score so low that all, all I, literally the only thing I'm qualified to do is play with blocks. And I'm going to go, I don't think so. I have, I, I have information to the contrary. So she's tabulating it, and uh, I sent out a Twitter while she was tabulating it. I actually wrote, I just took a battery of IQ tests. I'm praying for, your, for either mildly retarded or genius. Average equals death. Because it does. Because, I mean, what, what's the point of even doing this? Seriously. There's no point. If you're average, you're then just go drive into a wall. Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I would rather be retarded than, than be told, hey, guess what? You're just like everybody else. I'm not like everybody else. you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm not smart, but I'm not dumb. Yeah, that's everybody else. 
she's tabulating the score. I'm just standing there with my phone, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, dude. and Because it, it was a lark at first because I thought I was going to crush it. You know what I mean? Because, again, I will tell you, I've taken other IQ tests and Mensa tests and things like that. I've scored like 150, you know, uh, high, really high scores. Uh, Genius is 140. So uh, I'm I'm waiting to hear it, and I'm like, God, I I'm praying for a 70, like, cause I, cause if I can't be a genius, I want to be a retard. That's all I want to be. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking out the patio door, and I got my phone in my hand, and I'm just like, I, you know what? The Clint Eastwood thing to do would be to just leave, not even get the score. You know what I mean? Pretend like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? I am who I am, and that's not changing. Uh, but I see her tabulating the score and I, I look out the window and all I hear, she just goes, well, you're not a genius. (laughs) And I wanted to jump out the fucking window. I wanted to jump out the fucking window. So now I'm, I just cross my fingers for retard. Honestly, <laughs> please just let me have a goddamn dent in my head. You know what? I'll go Rain Man. Just let me be Rain Man at that point. I'll be a guy who can't change his own underwear, but he knows how every, every match just got dropped on the ground. That's fine. I can live with that, I guess. And I go, you know what? I don't think I even want to know the score. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, sit down. I'll explain. I got to explain it to you. I go, no. I go, if I'm not a genius, there's no point in even continuing. This is going to be fucking horrible. And she goes, you're crazy. She goes, sit down. I'll explain it to you. And uh, she immediately starts with the speech of why it's okay to not be a genius. (laughs) Look, that speech is going in one ear and out the other, clearly, because we know there's nothing in my head keeping it in there. (laughs) The tests have indicated just how little brain matter I have. So uh, she gives me the speech about how, look, most geniuses can't function in society. Like they, and I just go, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I, I good. That's, I, that's fine. Then, then you know what? That's okay. Because if you see a guy walking around in his pajamas eating goddamn bacon at noon on the street corner, you can go, that guy's a fucking genius. Doesn't matter. He can, he can, if he's wearing footy pajamas at the age of 40 eating bacon with no shirt on, he's a genius. Don't you understand? Just the very fact that you say most geniuses can't function in society, that's the reason to want to be a genius. Because then you can get away with doing whatever the fuck you want. You could walk up and down the street eating Cocoa Puffs right out of the box and hitting people with a clock. Boom! That guy's a fucking genius! And nobody can argue with you! Just a dude eating Cocoa Puffs, swinging a clock on a goddamn rope, hitting people in the balls. Wham! Take that! Time for you to get hit in the balls! Bam! Time for you to get hit in the chest. Want some cocoa puffs? I'm a fucking genius. That's the whole point of being a genius. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And people gotta go, fuck, he's a genius and shrug. That's why genius is just as good as retard. That's why you have to be one or the other. Because with if whatever, if you're either one of those, if you're a genius or a retard, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and people have to just shrug and explain it by saying, ah, oh, he's a retard, or ah, oh, he's a genius. If you're a normal dude and you walk around fucking, you know, uh, plugging your coffee pot into somebody else's outlet and then pouring the coffee on your head, everybody goes, fuck, what's wrong with that guy? Is he a genius? Nah. 
damn it. So she starts with the you're not a genius speech, and it's okay to not be a genius. And I'm just like, hey, Mom, honestly, Simone, just tell me what's what. I don't care. So she leans forward with the sheet of paper, and then she has the yellow sheet of paper with the graph of the of the world. So I go, well, I wish I'd have seen that. That would have been the circumference. Uh, and it's just that it's got the, you know, the, the up and the mean and the where you're at and where everybody else is at. And I guarantee you, they have a different sheet for everybody, okay? <laughs> because they tell you where you're at, and then they, they start drawing lines. They tell you where everybody else is at and who's here and who's there, the standard, blah, blah. And I guarantee you, according to your score, they pull out the different, like, yellow was for my particular score. I'm sure somebody else, oh, what did, what did he score? Get the canary. Bring it out. He, he gets the canary sheet. Somebody else gets the, you know, the purple sheet. Somebody else gets the fucking beige sheet. But I got the canary sheet. So she sits down and gives me the score. Interprets it for me. Here's how it went. Verbal comprehension, folks. Uh, that was, I, I, I'm not sure what verbal comprehension was. But I, I think it was when she was, again, it was all broken down into different parts. And I, don't, I didn't get to take notes. But whatever verbal comprehension was, I think that's when she gave me the, she spoke and asked me, what do these two words mean? Why are these two words alike? Where do these two words go? Um, I scored above the, in the 91 percentile of, of Americans or people, uh, whoever takes this test. Uh, perceptual reasoning, which uh, I'm going to assume were the blocks. Uh, I came in in the 77th percentile of people. It's not, that's what she said. She goes, she goes, do you know that that's like, that's way above average. And I go, it's not above average. It's horrible. 77. If I'm in 91 for that, then why am I 77? It's terrible. It's like 14 off. She goes, you're looking at this all wrong. This isn't like a game. And I go, it is a game. Damn it. <laughs> now I'm happy. I jerked off in the morning. Although honestly, that probably helped let me get the 77. Let's be honest. It's well known when you jerk off, you don't know how to work with blocks later. <clears throat> then she gives me uh, the working memory, working memory, which was the reciting of the numbers and the and all that kind of stuff. And uh, she told me she goes, "This is she goes. This is an amazing score." She goes, "You finished in the 98th percentile." She said, "That's yeah, that's genius in that." She goes, "So basically, I have a good memory. That's what I have. <laughs> nothing, nothing else." Uh, I have a good memory. Um, all right, you know, I should break this down. Oh, actually, I apologize. Let me do this. Uh, she gave me the individual scores. I'm going to go individual scores. I didn't even notice this. That's how low my IQ is, folks. I didn't even notice this in the sheet. Um, between 8 and 12 is average. Okay? 8 and 12 is average. On the block design, uh, I scored 11. So I got a, I got a high, she goes, that's a high average. And I go, that's still awful. That's, you know, she goes, no, that's a high average. It's good. I said, uh, okay. <laughs> then similarities, which is the, I think was the, uh, the puzzle where you have to figure out what goes where and, and put it all together. You know, when pictures and, uh, all that, I, I don't know. Uh, again, an 11 with eight to 12 in average. And I'm like, I'm dead fucking average. This is horrendous. I got to be killed. Uh, digit span was the numbers. Uh, I got a 19, um, which I think is the highest, okay? Because it goes from 1 to 19, okay? So I got a 19 on the digit span, which is those numbers. Matrix reasoning, uh, not sure what that is. Uh, 
This is this is when you have to explain why the sequels to the Matrix were so bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you have to explain why they even made them. Why, why that's <laughs> Matrix reasoning is when you have to explain how the Matrix was so good and its sequels were so fucking horrible. Uh, I got a 17 on that, which is good. Uh, vocab, I got a 16. Uh, arithmetic, uh, which is the all the word problems, I only got a 12. Which is again high average, I guess. Um, the symbol search—I don't even know what that is. It sounds like something you'd buy to take on the plane with you as you, you know, killed time like a crossword puzzle book. But I got a 13 on that. Uh, here was my downfall. Here was the one that uh, that dragged me into the muck, folks. Visual puzzles, which uh, I told you, I, I think that's the one where they show you a bullseye and you got to put the bullseye together out of the three. I again, I don't remember because it was a blur. There were so many of them. Uh, I got an eight, <laughs> which is not good. Yes, it's average, but it doesn't matter. It's not good. Uh, and then information, which I, I don't know if that was the common sense one or not. I got a 14. Coding, I got an 11. And then a comprehension, I got a 12. So uh, you got a, all these different scores, uh, you know, proce- processing speed, whatever. Bottom line, folks, uh, my IQ at the end of the day when they take the composite score after the sum of scaled scores, <laughs> the percentile rank, the yellow sheet, the blue sheet, the blocks, everything else. Genius, folks, 104th. Mike Schmidt, 122. That's decent. It's not decent. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, she then breaks out the sheet and, uh, and does the whole thing. Average is 100. Okay, um, 122, they have a, if you look at it, it's uh, superior intelligence. It's not gifted. 130 is gifted. 140 is genius. 122 is superior intelligence. Uh, it's what is a college student, uh, graduate student, like, a you know, someone in the whatever. I, again, there's a hundred different scales you can look at that tell you what it is. But the bottom line is it's uh, 122 IQ is superior intelligence, but it's... Uh, it's not fucking genius, which is horrendous because I'm everybody else. That's who I am. It's like it, it, you because you, you delude yourself. You know, you walk around, and you think you're like, oh, man, I'm 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 as, I'm as good as that. I can do that. I'm this. I'm that. Fuck. I didn't even graduate high school. Fuck. I didn't even do this. But it doesn't matter. I can do all it doesn't. It, but still, you know what? Bottom line, I'm just like everybody else. I am just like fucking everybody else. Why didn't I have 70? God damn it. I wanted a 70. Then I'm retarded. Perfect. Then I got a story. 70 is a story. 140 is a story. 122 is two sheets of paper that mean fuck all to anybody. God damn it. So she, I so I do that. I lose my mind with her. Where I, not, not, I'm just like, I, I chastise myself. I'm doing what I'm doing now. I beat myself up. And she tries to explain to me. She's like, Mike, she goes, you have superior intelligence. Like, you're, you're just below gifted. You're, and I go, doesn't matter. I go, I thought I was a fucking genius. And she's like, not everybody can be a genius. Then again, she starts with the geniuses don't function in society. And I wanted to go, that's the best part about being a genius. That's great. Couldn't believe it. 122. What a goddamn failure. So then I walk, I, then I'm like, I couldn't even process it at that point. So I go to split. I'm like, uh, and I, I'm, Simone was very nice. And I said to her, I go, uh, we go to leave the apartment. I go, do you need me to move the, the chairs and stuff downstairs? Cause we had moved them upstairs. And she said, uh, she goes, you don't have to. She goes, if you want to bring a chair downstairs, that's great. I go, well, according to the test we just took, it's what I'm qualified to do. So, 
That's what I'm qualified to do is move furniture, so let's do it. So I grabbed a chair, and she's just like, you're, you're going to kill yourself over this, aren't you? And I go, I don't even want to talk about it. I go, I can't believe I got it. So we go downstairs, and there's the guy, and I go, uh, I go, this is a failure. I go, I, and he just goes, oh, come on. And I go, no, I dude, terrible. And he goes, well, I don't even know what I would score. And then they had a friend who came out of the back, and I go, hey, 122, how are you? And I shook his hand. And he goes, hi. Uh, and then he, he this, house, this guy's smarter than me. He gives the address of the house in response. What a fucking genius answer. Genius answer. Like, literally, I was like, hey, 122, nice to meet you. And he goes, hey, 1433, unit one. And he, like, fucking shook my hand and walks off. Awesome. So then I took, I went to Simone and I'm like, I go, man, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that you did this for me and thank you. But Jesus, I cannot believe that I'm just a fucking average dude. And she's like, you're not average. She goes, you have superior intelligence. And I go, but it's not genius. It's not gifted. I go, I thought I was those things. And she goes, not, you can't be those things. Not everybody can be those things. I go, yeah, but you know what? When it's the thing you, you thought you were and you find out that you're not that, it's hard to settle for something else. You know, you just, I, I, uh. and the worst part about this is now I got to change the one man show because there was a rant in there all about Mensa and how I could show up and I could just fucking do their word problems and laugh in their face and be the king of Mensa. Fuck that. They won't, those people won't have me now. That's fucking terrible. God damn it. It's like, you know, I should, I should just call her and say, you know what? Do me a favor. I need to do a do, a do over. I need to do over when I don't have a head wound and I need to do over when uh, I haven't masturbated for a week. I need, I really need, because it's funny, like I said, I, I'm a chimp. I, I I talked about like the blocks, and I'm just a chimp in a cage. I am a chimp, because I just jerked off like for, for no reason. I just did it. I completely forgot everything. I went primal, and I just jerked off that morning and ruined everything. God damn it! If I'm not, you know what? If I'm not smart enough to know that I'm not supposed to jerk off at a certain time, then maybe I shouldn't be scoring my fucking IQ test. God damn it! Terrible. I got to redo everything. I can't go to Mensa. Those people are going to fucking ash in my face. They're going to fucking pop their monocles and wipe off their top hats and laugh right in my goddamn face. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to walk in and be like, hey, Mensa, I'm fucking smart. They're going to go, what are you doing here, 122? I'm going to go, fuck that number. It's arbitrary. I jerked off and I had a fucking head wound. I could fucking still get into this club. And they're going to be like, oh, really? You still think you can get into our club? And they're going to fucking throw a bunch of blocks on the floor. That's what they're going to do, goddammit. Mensa knows blocks are my goddamn kryptonite. They're just going to step back, again, polish their monocles, blow cigar smoke in my face, and go, here's some blocks. Do with them whatever you can, chimp, and try not to jerk off while you're doing it. You guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash The40YearOldBoy. You guys can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the40yearoldboy. Hey, our friend Lily Bunched Up has been nice enough to produce and, and do all this, even with a bad knee, sans Vicodin. Uh, so go ahead and be her friend on facebook.com slash lilybunchedup, or you can follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash lilybunchedup, or you can follow her at twitter.com slash mnts for all sorts of show information that I will get to later. And uh, if you want to send her a personal note and find out how hard it is for her to deal with a chimp every week on Wednesdays and have to try to parse everything out she you know what she's gonna get a canary sheet she's gonna get a yellow sheet and go all right here's where you are you should be here but you're really here <laughs> if you want to go ahead and give her advice on how to deal with me go ahead and write her a personal note that she'll get right in the heart at lily at burlesque411.com that's lily l-i-l-i at burlesque411.com zazzle.com slash 40 year old boy please buy all his want to remind you folks about the Monday Night Tease. Every Monday night here in Hollywood, it is the uh, longest 
running one venue burlesque show in Los Angeles weekly. <clears throat> I, I haven't had one. Um, <laughs> Lily. I wish that were really funny. <laughs> uh, it's not funny at all. Not Terrible. Bad. What? Oh, I thought you meant it was funny that I keep making that mistake, no. but it's not funny. Uh, Lily Von Stupp is the producer of said show. Hey, Lily. Hey, Mikey. What's going on? Oh, Mikey, no. My mom would yell at you. What are you, my dad's mom? Uh, uh, show? Theme? What's happening? Monday? There's no theme on Monday, but... Yes. FunnyEddie.com is hosting for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, FunnyEddie.com will be hosting. That's, uh... Do we, do we know his full name or just FunnyEddie? Funny Eddie is hosting, so that uh, he's a clown. He does all sorts of crazy stuff and fun stuff, and he's hosting the show. There'll be naked women as well, right? Uh, strategically naked. Strategically naked. Yes. So, uh, so come on out to the show at the Monday Night Tees. Got a great debut, Madeline St. Clair. Madeline St. Clair. Sinclair. Madeline Sinclair, probably with a Y. Uh, okay, <laughs> she'll be there. Madeline Sinclair will be there along with FunnyEddie.com, and then other people are going to be dancing. Will you be dancing in your wheelchair? All right, uh, Lily's in a wheelchair, so come on out and save the stripple, folks. Come on out and join our friend Lily there and have a good time at the Monday Night Tees and check out FunnyEddie.com. Uh, now, are you friends with FunnyEddie.com? Do you know him? Are you familiar uh, with him? Not only do I know him, I fuck him on a regular basis. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking horrible. I didn't know if that was common knowledge or not. FunnyEddie.com is, uh, is Lily's boyfriend, Eddie, uh, who is the clown who I've mentioned many times. And uh, I'll go ahead and say this now uh, because it, it, uh, this hurt my feelings. And I will, I will just, why not? Look, I don't deal with anything off of microphone with you, apparently. Um, I came here the other day to uh, do something last, was it do the podcast record? Yeah, last Wednesday. Uh, this was, and this was pre the week I had. Folks, I had a week. Uh, why am I Jackie Mason? Um, so I came here last Wednesday. And when I showed up, Lily had had her surgery, and she was relaxing and trying to relax. It was Eddie. Funny Eddie was here, along with Lily. And uh, the parents of FunnyEddie.com were here. And uh, they were very nice people, wonderful people, and uh, you know, elderly people, the parents of, a, of an older man. And they had brought pork chops and soup for young Lily, and they were taking care of her and nursing her back to health, and that was great. Funny Eddie's father looks exactly like Funny Eddie. It was crazy. They look exactly like mirror images, except one's got white hair. It was very, and even stocky build, everything. Uh, and they were very nice. I thought I was pleasant. thought I got along with them. They were very cool. And uh, I, we did the podcast, and then that night I was involved in uh, an incident I've mentioned that I can't mention much more of. And uh, then Karen wound up talking to Lily, blah, blah, and then Karen said to me a few days later, she goes, uh, <clears throat> did you make fun of funny Eddie's, uh, of Eddie's parents? And I said, no. Well, I, I, didn't, I don't think so. And she said, Lily asked, uh, like, as I guess Karen, I had told Karen about them and said that they were nice people. And Lily went, oh, did Michael make fun of them? Now. I am not this horrible fucking person. I just wanted to know what you said because I was like, I'm sure he came up with something funny. There's nothing funny. They were nice old people that I met in your home. No, that I'm respectful of people. Jesus, and I looked at Karen and I go, this is why people. No, this is why people don't want to fucking hang out with me. I mean, I must be a ball busting asshole. You're the only one, apparently, because I mean, honestly. I just thought, I goes, there's this expectation that everybody I meet, I'm going to fucking carve up at some point. And I guess I do, and I am, but Jesus, I, I'm, I need to throttle down if everybody thinks that I'm this fucking asshole, man. It just drove me crazy. So I told Ka Lily, I told Karen, I go, dude, I don't, I don't make fun of the, why would I make fun of his parents? They were nice people who came to take care of Lily. Why would I make fun of them? And Karen's like, I don't know, but Lily thought you made fun of him. And I go, Jesus, no, I didn't. I go, man, that's terrible. So, well, I don't make fun of anybody, man. I don't, that's, uh, it was horrible. So, uh, uh. 
<laughs> but nobody else thinks it's funny. No, you and me. Good. You and I are the I only am, ones. I am with you all the way. You with your superior intelligence. No, please. <laughs> I think not. Uh, again, I just, I, I wish I was a genius. I could walk around in fucking shoulder pads and a helmet and just fucking point at people and laugh. And they'd be like, what's up with that dude? Why is he laughing at me? And he's like, oh, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Just throwing uncooked pasta at people in the street. How great would that be to just walk around with like a bucket of macaroni and throw it around like rose petals so I had to walk on it. Sorry, I have to walk on macaroni at all times. Really? Why? Because I'm a fucking genius. Out of my way, please. Before I elbow you and then I throw elbow macaroni at him. God damn it. I wish I was it. Ah, uh, fail. And look, I know. Look, I look. this is all half for show. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed with what happened. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I, I who am I to think that I'm a genius? All right. So I, I just... I just spent this entire show kicking myself in the balls, and I'm like, because I know people are going to write me and be like, oh, don't worry, dude. And I'm like, you don't have to be, you know, I'm not looking for that. Uh, but or, or I could wind up getting a slew of emails going, ha ha, you're not a genius, which would be the weirdest insult of all time. Ha ha, you're not a genius? Really? All right. If that's the battle you want to fight. So, guys, remember about the Monday Night Tees every Monday night at the three clubs on Santa Monica and Vine. Shows at 10 o'clock. Our friend Lily will be there in her wheelchair. Go and be nice. Save this triple, folks. That's what we're, that's what we're advocating. I uh, want to remind you about BurlesqueBears.com. If you want to go to BurlesqueBears.com, we got Halloween coming up. Go ahead and get somebody a fun gift for Halloween, Burlesque Bears. And Lily would like to thank all of the people who have purchased Burlesque Bears in the ensuing weeks since we started mentioning it. It's very nice of all of you folks. Uh, Lily custom makes all of the bears, so go ahead and look up BurlesqueBears.com and uh, get yourself a Burlesque Bear for the person that you think is special in your life or the person you hate. You know what? Call, you know what? Lily will take that order. Go, hey, make me a really shitty Burlesque Bear for somebody that I hate. Like, tear half the stuffing out and make its eye fucking hanging out of its head done <laughs> lily's happy to do it bear. oh zombie burlesque bear done zombie burlesque that's awesome but that'd be awful they'd be taking their clothes off and then like their pasty flies off with a nipple still inside it Ugh. christ zombies are falling apart i don't know if i'm on board with that all right <laughs> so burleskbears.com go ahead and buy some stuff for fun people and uh Remember to go on to Facebook.com, like I said, to become my friend. You can also go to Westside86 Jokers page. That's the Mike Schmidt fan page on Facebook. Go ahead and be a fan of Mike Schmidt. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, I know he's not as smart as we all thought he was, but who cares? Go ahead and get behind him. Uh, he needs the support at this time. <laughs> That's the Westside 86 Jokers page. Go to the Zazzle store, pick up a shirt, pick up a mouse pad, pick up a mug or a travel mug or a uh, drink container. That's shaped like a mug <laughs> that's got pictures on it. Go ahead to the Zazzle store. Go uh, also to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. If you go to the Joe Business page, you can get right to the Zazzle store through there. Uh, and you can also purchase the year one and year two download sets either separately or together as part of the super angry guy Jean happy good time yelling combo. So go ahead and pick those up through the Joe Business page and marvel at those uh, naked ladies on my website. They're not naked, also strategically naked. Uh, but go ahead and check them out. Uh, Ron, remind you, if you need a trainer, Go to realworldfit.com and uh, go to twitter.com slash realworldfit.com and follow Sean Richardson. Uh, I'm probably not going to be training with Sean for quite a while, unfortunately, uh, because I'm in no shape to do so. Um, but hopefully you guys can get behind Sean and get him some cash and have him train you because I can tell you he was fantastic, even if the man has never worn a shoe in his life. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that on here, but every time I work out, the guy doesn't wear shoes. Holy God. Uh, I said that on here, right? Um, Karen said he was an apostle. All right. Who cares? Um... <laughs> Also, if you go to Facebook, there are the Bring Mike Schmidt to Your City pages. There's Bring Mike Schmidt to Phoenix. That's our friend Josh. Uh, Bring Mike Schmidt to Portland, run by our friend Chris. Bring Mike Schmidt to Austin, run by Stephen. And then John has put up the Bring Mike Schmidt to Branson or the Ozarks. I, the Ozarks, that sounds horrible. It sounds like they're just going <laughs> to drop me from a plane in the middle of a swamp, and I'm going to try to make an alligator laugh. Uh, I don't know if I pull that off. 
Uh, you know who could pull it off? Genius. All right. Uh, <laughs> sadly, I can't. I'm so close. I'm 18 points away from making an alligator laugh. Uh, so if you guys want to bring me to those cities, go ahead and get on board and bring me to those cities. Sign up if you have ideas for venues or interesting things like that. Contact the people that are running the page. There's discussion forums on each of those pages. So if you want to see me in those four cities and you want to see me soon, join the page. And uh, hopefully I can get there. That'd be great. I want to tell you folks that you should go to my Facebook page and check out Rob Matsushita's trailer. He has come up with a new trailer. You can go to Funny or Die and vote for this trailer. You can vote Funny or Die. I would vote Funny, but, you know, I'm not going to tell you people how to live your lives. But you can go to the Facebook page. I have posted it on the page. I will repost it again tonight. Rob Matsushita has gone ahead and made a trailer for this show, the Photo Your Boy podcast. Rob Matsushita, who is from ClaymorePictures.net, has his web series Chapel, which you can check out, which is fantastic. Uh, also has a film coming out later on. I'll tell you more about that as the date arrives. But you can go to ClaymorePictures.net and learn all about Rob Matsushita and all of his work. But I can tell you, I cannot thank Rob Matsushita enough for surprising me this week with the trailer that he created out of uh, last week's show, which was, which uh, quite frankly shows me just how quick the turnaround time can be and indicates to me that maybe Rob Matsushita should be doing this a little more often than he has been. All right, so... <laughs> Because the first one was in August, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. He's like, ah, I might do another one for you later. Two months later, he gives me one from that week. So I'm like, dude, what happened in the interval, the two, you know, the intervening two months? You could have you could have gone ahead and jumped on board with something every week. I should just bring Matsushita on board, bring him right on the team. No, I shouldn't. Uh, he's very busy. <laughs> guy's doing all sorts of... I'm teasing. I'm totally teasing. Check out the Buried trailer that he did for, uh, for the show, and uh, I'll put it on the Facebook page. And go to Funny or Die and Vote Funny. That'd be great if you could do that. We'd love it. Thanks very much. And... Uh, Normally, folks, this is the end of the show. This is where I would go ahead and take us out with some crazy, I call it the ramp out. I would uh, have something interesting, some anecdote that I would go ahead and bring your way, and I would be able to talk about it off the top of my head, which is what I try to do virtually every show. I go ahead and have some sort of topic that I can expound on, and, and it just takes us to the end. And then Lily puts in the music, and it takes us out. But uh, with the crushing loss of my genius this week, I, uh, <laughs> I don't exactly have a ramp out that I think is appropriate. Uh, at least I hadn't thought of one, but now I think I have an appropriate ramp out. Seeing as the results of this test and exactly where I'm uh, at now status-wise as far as intelligence and where I wind up on the canary sheet as far as the mean and then the, the grade and where I should be and where I shouldn't be and where I thought I was and where I wound up, uh, here's your ramp out this week, folks. Enjoy it. Duh. 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 Duh.
I don't even. Why? Why do I spit out this random bullshit that nobody fucking cares about? I am. I am peddling obscenity. I am gonna get a whole fucking army of you people, and you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna listen to me and then do nothing for an entire fucking week. I can't be trusted. Don't you people know this? It was like a Back to the Future of suck. I don't want to have a boner in somebody else's pants. I need to shoot up heroin and jog. <laughs> hey, ass fuck, are you listening to anything that I'm saying to you? Fuck, somebody's got to shut that old guy up. And I'm like, fuck you! I'm not a potato! I'm a goddamn cantaloupe! Hi Mike, 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 hi Mike.